All right, well, hey, man, I already hit the record button, um, so, you know, we good. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, connoisseurs and sommeliers, that's what I'm going to call y'all now, all right? Because everybody that listens to this podcast, I don't know how you do it. I look I look at the, the, <laughs> the small numbers that we have every week, and they're steady, they're consistent. I get uh, a lot of feedback on the podcast. What's the numbers looking like? What's the numbers? I'm, not, I'm not putting that out, man. I was about to say, um, you, know, I you can just keep me on I'm not low. putting that out. Yeah, listen, just keep listening, all right? And if you like the podcast... Uh, like, subscribe, share. Listen, yeah, just, j- just listen, man. If you fuck with the podcast, share with a friend. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I ain't about to uh, beat you over the head. Um, welcome to Cognac Stories. I'm Torian Meacham. Today, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host and panelist, cultural critic, educator, uh, activist, all around. Uh, you know, Polo Tag Papa. Isaiah Jones, aka Zay Guevara. Uh, welcome, welcome back, welcome back. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me cue up something on my soundboard that's not ready right now. Welcome back, welcome back, yo. I, I was about to get my rock on. All right, man. Welcome I, back, man. How you been? How you been, you, brother? Man. I've been good, man. Um, hey, man. I just again thank you for the platform. Thank you for being patient with me, uh, and I'm good, man. Today I feel like a poser. I got the Nirvana shirt on, and um, I heard a white boy say that about a poser because I can't name nothing besides Teen Spirit, but I can tell you what Nirvana is, and okay. that's what I'm trying. I'm seeking Nirvana, the highest level of awareness, baby. Anyway, I'm back. All uh, right, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> so I-, I studied a lot of Buddhism, right? And I thought about converting. Um, I don't me ever want to reach Nirvana, bro. Because really? that that that's the that's the like the the freedom from want and that's ridding yourself of want and desire, but it's also ridding yourself of all emotion and connection, and everything, you know. Yeah, it's ultimately like, jaded. How do you have fun? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like because I, I had the same bro. I had the same yeah. question. Like when I talked to my you know my Jehovah Witness uh, family, shout out to the JWs gang gang, right? Gang, and so gang. um, bro, it's like if I go to heaven and I can pet lions and. I really feel- if I can like pet lions and stuff like that and and ride giraffes, but I don't have Wi-Fi <laughs> or Call of Duty, I don't think that's fun, bro. You know what that's I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's that's that's, not that's a petting zoo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to go there. I, I'm trying to go to hell where they got Wi-Fi and fucking celebrity deathmatch and Xbox and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you the know. concept is so dope, though, man. The whole study of Siddhartha and oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is very fascinating. Now. I hate to go off on a tangent, but can you be, somebody told me you could be a Christian and Buddhist at the same time. That's true. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So for anybody that's listening, uh, plus you, right, there's this super, super dope book called Living Buddha, Living Christ. Um, And it's written by this super dope uh, Buddhist monk. I don't want to butcher his name right now, so I'm not even going to try. But if you Google Living Buddha, Living Christ, it tells you how the teachings of Buddha mirror the teachings of Christ and how they are essentially one and the same how you know buddhism teaches you to be selfless along with christianity except there's no like it's all about taking accountability for oneself and not saying okay i'm doing this for some kind of salvation or some kind of prize at the end that's the biggest difference that i got from it but super dope book called living buddha ah. if you go to the a uh, lot of the asian countries a lot of the buddhist monks are christians uh, as well okay you know, i was so. curious about that because i always thought that when people say karma gonna get them but you christian i thought those were two conflicting philosophies right you're supposed to walk by faith but you saying what comes around goes around so i I just was always thinking that those two ideologies was 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 conflicting and contradictory but yeah well i mean if you get into the to the bible a lot of the new testament uh it does uh touch on some karmic and dharmic uh principles Mm. because you got to figure right the bible was written 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after the life of Christ. So they they interacted with all types of Western oh, yeah. uh, philosophers and religions, things like that. So they got the ability to go ahead and cherry pick what they like from that stuff right, right, right. and put the white Jesus into it. And then bam, you know what I'm saying? So, and now you got Christianity. <laughs> Shout out to white Jesus was good but um yo man it's been a lot of a lot of crazy stuff uh, going yes. on uh in the media in the world you know in politics and, and social issues it, just in general man um one thing uh, one thing uh, i definitely want to start off and just say uh rest in peace to everybody we lost uh we just lost shock g you know um super dope super dope super dope uh, artist aka humpy hump i'm gonna go ahead and throw that on spotify and flag me a star i don't care but I gotta, I gotta bring the good vibes in, man. Alright, stop what you're doing, cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm a fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I drink a ball of Hennessy you got on your shelf, so just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Yo, ladies, how I like to bump me. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump me. I'm stepping tall, y'all, and just like Humpty Dumpty, you're gonna fall when the stereos pump me. I like to rhyme, I like my beats funky, I'm spunky. I like my old boy, I'm sick with this. The whole shit is rocking. Look at me, I'm skinny. It never stop me from getting busy. Yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I gotta, I gotta bring it in with with, with Shock G, Humpty Hump, man. Yeah, this underground, rest in peace, man. man. Legend, fifty-seven years old, uh, passed away in his hotel room. Um, I, I grew up on Digital Underground. I know we talked right before facts, we started recording facts. just how uh the impact that digital underground and shock g has had on hip-hop and his culture in general uh from introducing the world of tupac shakur to being one of the first uh nerdy type self-deprecating rappers yep. uh to fun. just to, to making fun hip-hop records to just the impact of how artists you know like a, a tyler creator is an offspring of an artist like humpty you know like shock g and uh and just the impact that, that he made and you know, fifty seven years old is still young. My mom just turned fifty eight on Sunday, man. So that's still that's still relatively young, man. And uh rest in peace to Shock G. Um, you know, I just I just wanna get that out of the way, man. And uh your thoughts on, on, on Shock G's passing and his impact in the hip hop world. Man. It definitely made me stop, bro, because he had a, like I used to watch Yo and T V raps a lot, right? And I used to literally, it was appointment television. I used to go oh, in my yeah. mother's room and I used to practice dance steps based off of the videos. And it was so positively influential because we had a variety of music. We didn't just have one message of hip hop. And um, you think about do what you like, 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 like if you're dirty, to go take a bath. It's like, it, just was, <laughs> it was just so funny. Like that was fun music, right? And even kiss me and I kiss you back. That's such mm -hmm. a dope song with a ill bop still yeah. it's, it's stand up to this day and i was same so happy, song same song but i was happy that i found something I, I was so proud of myself to think about this his verse on we're all in the same gang oh yeah yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. On my timeline record, yeah. when he was like 
he was like the, the black and white the yellow and he said he said kill a black man what what are you retarded tell him hung do you work for the clan like also very critical and uplifting black power messages man like so again man sometimes people get it twisted they think everybody's supposed to be a fucking a, a, a tupac or a biggie as far as the echelons of influence but yo if you had a moment you mm. need to be celebrated man he yeah they, they had a, they had a they had a hell of a moment they have records that are still played on the radio and Absolutely. still played in the cl- if you played a humpty dance before he passed away you play that shit at any party any black party. white asian overseas bro I, I heard that song in tokyo in japan in rapungi in the club and everybody of every color knew the shit word for word and went crazy mm. because they were a touring act like digital underground still toured you mm. know what i mean and so they were still and so i went bro i'm in japan doing a humpty dance with some lovely Japanese ladies, um, mm. and and that's just what hip hop is about, man. It, we, we we impact the globe, the world, and uh, Shock G was one of those early pioneers, uh, a true legend, man. So true you know, legend, man. This is definitely uh you know I'm a, a musician too. They say he taught, he was self taught with the yeah, uh, keyboard. Yeah. I've been seeing some great clips of him talking about just like his influence by Apartment Funkadelic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I you know, my parents is big on apartment Funkadelic too. So anyone that mentions them, that I'm like, I, my ears just open even further. Like, wow, because I love to hear everyone's uh, take on Parliament and what they mean to them or what oh, they yeah, took yeah. from them. So, because that to me, apartment Funkadelic is the black version of like the Deadheads. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like as far as like a cult following. So anyone that like rock with them or was influenced by them, bro, like I, I just. I definitely give them an ear, man. So it, it definitely it made me stop, bro. Like I was really like I have to. I made like a couple posts about him, like for real, bro. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was my, my my father actually introduced me to Digital Underground because he was listening to them because they were products of Parliament, mm. and then even like a lot of the early West Coast rap that I was allowed to listen to as a kid was because they were you know sampling Parliament things like that. The whole G Funk era, um, mm. a lot of you know yep, Curtis yep. Mayfield, uh, Leon Haywood, mm. all that kind of stuff. Damn, like because my, my dad had those records and the you know Dre and all those cats, you know Battle Callos, Super Dudes, DJ Pooh, they were sampling. Ooh, they was DJ. Yeah. Quick, they were all sampling that kind of stuff. That's why he allowed me to hear that kind of that kind of uh, rap. That and poor righteous goddamn teachers. That mm. motherfucker loves some PRT. Mm. <laughs> Why so, intelligence? Yeah, man. Shout out to poor righteous teachers, bro. Jersey, man. they from Trent, Jersey brother. too, man. They from Jersey as well, bro. Also, word, word. bro, I, I I had a whole list of stuff, and because we're talking about Jersey, um. Of course, you watched the, the Joe Biden podcast. They had a, a topic on there about what city or what state has like a real hard like four, five MCs. Mm. Um, and a lot of people disagree with Joe's button uh, with, with Joe Button's uh, ranking of Jersey. And I had to go back and and and, and look. And Detroit does not have five. Mm. You know what I'm saying like, um, of course, yeah, LA has five. New York and- has five. They got they got they got Royce, they got um M, M. they got Big Sean. Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? And once you go beyond that, it's like, okay, well you gonna what proof, trick trick, you know what I'm saying? Like um, you you cats from Grizzly. Slum Village. You know, um yeah, like T Grizzly's the other the other guy who I would throw in, but a lot of people wouldn't put him in there. Um and then you got Doug uh, from Detroit, I think, too. Forty two Doug. Yeah, he just got in the game though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and then you got what Dej Loaf. You know, you got a lot you got a lot of uh cash doll, you got a lot of newer acts, but you don't have like those uh established legacy acts that you would have with like a uh a Chicago or a New York, things like that. But then even when when, when when you get down to it, it's like 
um, I think most locations have like a good three or four, and that's all you really need. You know what I'm saying? Or as long as you have at least one per generation. But Jersey, I mean, they have Redman, Queen Latifah. They Tretch. were the, the, the trash. There was the Lauren Hill argument. Like, does she count as a top MC it, when she only put out a half an album? You know what I'm saying? I agree with that sentiment. I wouldn't put her in that upper echelon yeah, of MCs because she's uh, she not busy enough. Nah, and especially when you got like Queen Latifah, Bahamadia, people like that. That um, Bahamadia from Philly though. Is she? I don't know. I'm gonna count her. Philly. <laughs> Philly ain't got enough. Philly got Beans, Cassidy, and Gilly the Kid. I'm gonna take Bahamadia. You know what I'm saying? I ain't worried about her. Well, Schoolie yeah. D. I think Schoolie D is from uh, Philly from too. Philly. He locked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, he's, he's so. Who else he said about Jersey? So I guess he probably mentioned himself. Well, he deserved to be in it. Of course, he mentioned he, he himself. Mention Ransom. Um, um, I don't. He, he mentioned like a bunch of heavy hitters. Oh, he, oh, he, he tried to claim Tupac because Tupac was. <laughs> mm, a lot he of people, stop, lot of people yeah. made stops in Jersey too, though. Like Kanye lived in Newark. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and so like the Kanye that we grew to love was yeah. putting work in out of Newark. But make, that's make, interesting. Make, making five beats a day for three summers, man. That's a different world. Like three summers. Yeah. Why? Why? Why, why, why am I? I don't want to quote Kanye, man. But what I will do is I will give Kanye his credit because Kanye raised over a million dollars for DMX's family uh, through Mm. a partnership with Balenciaga making a a DMX Memorial T-shirt. They sold out super quick, raised a million bucks. All the proceeds went to DMX's family. And there's... And me, I'm not a. I, I am quick to criticize 98% of shit that Kanye does because there's normally uh, self promotion, you know, self propaganda. Uh, and a lot of folks are like, well, why wouldn't you just donate a million dollars and then just take the tax write off uh, and then just do it like that, right? Well, that's because folks are criticized that, right? But when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Making that t shirt that actually does something for the legacy because now you got a million folks walking around with DMX t shirts keeping that legacy alive. Mm. That shirt is going to stay in their closet. It's like a $200 shirt or something crazy. And it's going to... It's going to yeah, they're going to wear it or it's going to stay in their closet or whatever or get resold. But that will actually promote the legacy of DMX as opposed to just simply hitting a button and donating a million dollars. You know, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, salute the... You know... I salute the Kanye West. I'll give him some birthday shots. You know what I'm saying? I, I even give him an air horn. One of the few times you'll see me bigging up Kanye, man. But, uh, you know, salute to Kanye. And I know talking about the DMX uh, memorial, uh, there were some comments made by Swiss Beats. I'll let you lead off with that one, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people, the soundbite they took from Swiss Beats was when he was saying, everybody not your friend, everybody not your family. But the, the biggest takeaway for black men of a certain age, I, and I can, I, I'm, I feel like I can say that now. I'm black men of a certain age. We are a certain age. A certain certain, age. Hold on, but before... before before you start to reveal that age, that, that's how old we are. All right, we're not about to talk numbers. That's how old we are. Yes, absolutely. We are like one song over uh, the overnight. Di- two yes, songs. I, we I are dial up. We are dial up. Old. You know what I'm saying? I I have to go to sleep and download For, fourteen point four and then twenty eight point eight. That's absolutely. how old we are. Like especially if you ain't got two lines. But yeah, um, I, when you talked about having a will, I thought that was like the that was deep. I thought mm-hmm. that was very. Uh, potent. I think that was a punch in the gut, right? Because um, honestly, the life expectancy for black men is not as high. I, I didn't research this, but I don't really see too many black men living today past a mid to the early 70s, beyond that, right? I yeah. feel like a lot more, and, and I would put money that that's about the life expectancy, 75 to 77, but I would I would think, just estimate black women probably like 79 average, but which is 
it don't seem like much, but it's a lot when you do a, when you do an average. But um, I think you know having a will is it's gonna it forces people to like you know review their mortality. Oh yeah, yeah, Face yeah, their yeah. mortality and and also you know we all have a sin. We all know we are you know susceptible to any harm. But we still have this air of invincibility. I never stayed a night in the hospital till I was till like wow, thirty one, mm-hmm. when I tore my uh, patella, and up until then I never broke a bone. So it, it was like I had an air of invincibility. And the older we get, you know, the the more susceptible we become. And um, it's so important that we look out for our loved ones, man, because we don't want to be the, the next contestant on that uh, <laughs> that 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 damn donate some money to me yeah. or that fish fry flyer or go fund me shit so it's he, so much jewels man so much wisdom i'm glad you said that yeah so the, the life expectancy for black men uh courtesy courtesy of the cdc from 2016 that was the last time they updated it right um based on the data it was 72 years old mm. uh for black women is 78.5 for white men it's only 76.6 years so they're not living that much longer uh white women is 81 years old um yo Damn. that's crazy i that's, was real close yeah yeah <laughs> what's wild is that <laughs> yo in in 1900 the life expectancy for a black man was 32 years old damn yeah, and what? then yeah, like so, like like when our parents were born in 1960, the life expectancy was 61 years old. You know. Oh my God! What? Yeah. 1932. Yeah. Well, that's probably because we were getting lynched and shit. Yeah, so yeah, but you know. damn, like <laughs> yeah. that's why they that's why the motherfuckers looked at dead serious back. Well, I mean, for for real time to play with. For white folks, for white dudes, it was 46 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they out there dying Wasn't too it from a movie? fucking. It was a movie about how to, how to survive in the West or something. That's what makes me remind me of it. It was like a little comedy about oh, yeah, so yeah. ways to die. Like I guess it's just a mad ways to die back then. Oh uh, yeah, my man. Uh, um. Was it Seth Rogen involved? No, no, Seth MacFarlane from uh, Family Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Family that Guy. That comes he... to mind for some reason. Yo, <laughs> you can just walk out the house in 1900 and hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get like, gored oh, by a buffalo. <laughs> like, that, that's what that reminds me of. Like, it was just so much shit to worry about. Like, yeah, we got the typhus. Like, just hear that shit. <laughs> Yo, that was like your ringtone back in 1900. <laughs> like, oh yeah, shit. Like, he fucking around. Like, he just died. He died of foot infection. Like, just yeah. rare shit. But Like, regular shit. Like, a splinter would kill you back then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Like, uh, I- I've had a will since I was uh, 20 years old because mm. I've been in the military when you- you're always about to die when you deploy. And you, you mm. have to do it, right? But, I mean, at that early age, I, I didn't have anything. And it's like, I just want, like, my, 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 uh, my life insurance to pay out to my parents and then like my at the time it was like a dream cast where a ps1 can go to my brother some shit you know what i'm saying but now like when you get older and you get something definitely having a world is super important uh along with life insurance because uh you don't want to die and then your, your your wife who's been raising kids things like that now she's got to figure out how to support your family you know what i'm saying or if you guys are retired you know and you maybe you're 55 years old 60 and she's you know like your spouse isn't working or she's contributing half or whatever now it's like all that falls on her and she's not at that retirement age and then most of us aren't even ready to retire at 55 60 years old anyway you know so what i would say man is you know spend that 20 bucks a month 30 bucks a month get some life insurance along with health care uh 
that yeah. is not 30 bucks a month that's just like a couple hundred yeah i don't know if you peep what i posted on my uh, live like you know i'm fortunate to have good health insurance my wife has amazing health insurance you know what i mean that's why i married her but uh i posted like some medication i take right it's you know i got high blood pressure i, mm -hmm. I don't mind being transparent about my bullshit um but the medicine is like three hours for like 90 days oh yeah you said you saved like three thousand dollars or something yeah, like that like, yeah the, the price without insurance was like fifteen hundred dollars mm -hmm. and i was telling my i was talking to my students about that because they was like yeah. one of my students girl she was like laughing about being fat and like i don't care i said yo i had to yeah. pull out because i also got type 2 diabetes mm -hmm. and this is something i developed recently like this yeah. is not, not this is some shit that i just was sleeping on them telling me you type you, you pre-diabetic yeah. so i said yo you better stop playing i said do i look fat you yeah, know you saying? don't, you don't like, gotta be fat. Dame Dash. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and yeah. then um, you, you got type two, which you developing in type one, which you exactly. born with. And uh, I, I got a homeboy that was born with it, and um, we were recruiters. He was like a super fit guy, and he would just be pricking his finger every day, checking his blood pressure, that kind of stuff. And it's like that shit is a job, bro. You gotta it stay on top of it. Job. You gotta stay on top of it. And I'm telling you, like, if you don't stay on top of your shit, you can just go into like a health crisis over the course of a wild weekend of drinking honey and eating wild food. So yeah, it's so important, man, because you know, we've lost people, you know what I mean? You informed me about a good brother we lost, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely my man, say, Stan yeah, Daniels, man, rest man. in peace, man. Good brother. I think I'm gonna say he had three kids, man. Um yeah, man. Uh, he, he was a, a chef in Asbury, man. I remember bro, I remember the video store over on and this is like one of the most vivid memories that sticks out of my head forever because he was so fucking cool um and for me video games played an important role in my upbringing and he used to be at this he used to be at Sandy's Arcade all the fucking time. Sandy's Arcade, shout out to Sandy's Arcade, shout the out to Sandy. gang, gang. Dang. And then he would be at this uh, classic for, for real, right? And then he would be at this uh, video store that was over on Bangs Avenue uh, and Main Street, right in that corner. Or I want to mm. say it was Monroe and Bangs. Videos over there, Monroe, he, Monroe. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he was over there at this video store, and he'd be playing video games in there and shit like that. And I would just watch him. Like if I had like any kind of nerd question or something like that, I knew I could ask him and not like get judged or get beat up or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Because he was a couple years older than me. You know what I mean? And it was just like going to see that now and then seeing that bro one, you know, that much older. It's like, damn, man, like this shit is, yeah. bro, life is, is short, man. It's fleeting. Like, and then, short, you know, it's like when you got people here. Let them know how you feel. And then another thing is like this COVID shit, man, it, it's for real, bro. Because it's, it's like real. you still have people that are, uh, you know, uh, debating whether the, the, the vaccine is valid or not. And, you know, who should get it or not. And whether it's like a, a pandemic and things like that. I'm like, fam, we lost 600,000 people uh, essentially so far from this virus. This shit is real. It's, it's a it's proven real. fact uh, <laughs> that it's real. real. Like there's no question about we it. We all know somebody. Everybody all know knows somebody. somebody. We all know somebody. And then um, just today, right, like um, my brother, his brother was, uh, you know, talking about um, he doesn't trust the vaccine and how do we get the vaccine so quickly, things like that. And and why, you know, why do you got to get another vaccine uh, later on down the road? And so I'm like, hey, man, let me go ahead and, and, and let this be known, right? Because I currently am in a medical program. So I get to learn about a bunch of medical bullshit, right? And all, and so first off, all your friends that are nurses, LPNs, phlebotomists, doctors, anybody that's in the medical field, they could have told you this shit a long time ago, right? This is basic, <laughs> basic virology, right? And basic immunity, right? So there's two types of immunities. 
all right, that we deal with when you come when it comes to vaccines. There's active immunity and then there's passive immunity, all right? And so active immunity happens when the disease right like covid when you actually are exposed to it or when you're given a weakened form of the organism in your body creates the antibodies from the you know for the disease and this is a long-term vaccine and it normally lasts lifelong right so the ones you get as a child mm -hmm. right chicken pox yeah, you don't oh, get those. Yeah, you don't get them again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Eradicate it. Yeah, except for like the tetanus one every ten years, essentially, right? But then it's like, um, because you get exposed to those, right? And then those are actually the viruses uh, being put in you, or a weakened form of the virus being put in you. Uh, but with COVID, right? They're not giving you that. They're simply giving you the antibodies, and that's called passive immunity. All right, and that's when you're only given the antibodies, and your body does not make them long term because you were never actually exposed to the virus, and that's only temporary. And that's done when a vaccine is created in response to an outbreak or when you're traveling to an area that's dangerous uh it's too dangerous to give you the actual vaccine in, in question right like ebola right like mm -hmm. the ebola vaccine is a temporary thing same thing with like anthrax you got to get that before you will go into an area where yeah, that's i heard present. about africa i heard africa you gotta get a whole bunch of shots before you travel yeah, yeah you do yeah you do and every time you go there you gotta get them again because like in the military before we go to the middle east we got to get the anthrax vaccine every time ebola vaccine things like that um and it is normal for us it's like yo fam do what you got to do all right and so for us getting the COVID vaccine you guys are getting the passive vaccine and that's why i was able to produce so quickly because they're not exposing you to the actual virus because that would hurt you you for real you know what i'm saying so and 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 that's what people ask for right they said we don't want the actual vaccine we don't want the virus inside of us we want the antibodies right mm. that's what people because they were too bro we you you see what this shit does and when you get the weakened form or you get the uh you get exposed to it you're actually getting covid so we can give you a weakened form of covid and you're gonna have no shit fucking covid and suffer you know what i'm saying if you've known anybody that's had covid with the symptoms it ain't fun it's like when you get the flu vaccine and, and you know like and that shit kind of sucks yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying that's what that covid vaccine would be like except times 100. You know what I'm saying? Because what's the option, right? You, you get exposed to COVID and you get the symptoms and then you fucking die. You know what I'm saying? Or you're on a respirator. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you, if you talk to anybody that has had COVID and had the, the symptoms, they will tell you it's not fun at all. So we have to give you... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? He said, I thought I was going to die. So Joe Budden, same thing. And and what I hate to see is, um, you know, you have people that are like uh, questioning the vaccine or questioning the virus or saying it's a pandemic or complaining about wearing masks because the CDC put out new guidelines today, mm -hmm. which is a good thing, right? And people are questioning that. Um, and, and it's like, yo, listen, fam, this is all basic stuff you can learn in a textbook if you really want to, or basic stuff you can go online to any medical website, or you can just go to like your actual doctor or a nurse and they will tell you this kind of stuff, man. So, um, people are just skeptical. Like, I seen somebody post a uh, video of some soldiers saying, fuck no, fuck no, I don't take no damn COVID. Like, you know, people take bites of, of information and, and create a whole thesis on that shit. Yeah without the full context of it. Um, my only thing about this is, sometimes I do wonder, like, when, like, Joe Biden puts out a statement like he put out today, like, if you don't got a, if you fully vaccinated, you can go outside without a mask. Like, are they, like, you know, passively trying to force people to get vaccinated? You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and, yeah, they are. Yeah, they and, are. And, and again, that right there. They're open with that, though. They've said that, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can respect that, then, because I didn't know that. Because, honestly, I'm very strong on the Constitution. 
The yeah. more the more I dive deeper into teaching this stuff, you know what I mean, and, and the founding documents from the Declaration of Independence, from the Articles of Confederation, I just feel like you should have, you know, like you shouldn't be forced to do anything, right? So yeah. if it's not yeah. written in the Constitution, so exactly. Uh, so I think they, you know, got to tread lightly and 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 not force people to do stuff, especially not taking the government to be a a a, a, a institution to force making it mandating it. You know what I'm saying? You should yeah. And speak and, and be, to be honest, I'm fully vaccinated. I got my car right in my wallet. Like I, I have my. <laughs> <laughs> that's so the new idea, bro. That's the new I idea. My, I had my two shots because, like Dave Chappelle said, I got the shit that COVID loves to eat. Like, that <laughs> shit, like they, 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 eat, they eat this shit alive that I got. So, yeah. so I'm definitely vaccinated, but I still fight for the Americans to have the decision to to to, to abstain for that. Like, nah, I'm saying fucking with that. Whether yeah, you can. Or not, but I want you to be informed and not repeat bullshit, easily disputed easily dispelled myths that you heard on some random ass youtube channel yeah and that's the thing right so and, and then with the new cdc guys that came out with joe but joe biden joe button saying that you can go outside without a mask right so um what that's based on is that uh you being vaccinated or, or, or someone that's already been exposed to the virus and having the antibodies right so what mm -hmm. they said today brand new today is that you can go you can gather indoors with fully vaccinated people without wearing a mask or having to stay six feet apart. So if you and your folks are, uh, are vaccinated, y'all can do what the fuck y'all want, All right. right? Indoors. You can gather indoors with unvaccinated people of any age range from another household, right? Yeah. Uh, without mask and without being six feet apart, uh, regardless uh, wh whether they uh, have the vaccine or not, as long as they're not like in a high risk group. Right. So if they're in a high risk group, you want to be respectful to them. Uh, yeah. And I, I'll get into that later, even if you're vaccinated. Um, you can gather or conduct activities outdoors without wearing a mask, except in certain crowded settings and venues. And that only pertains to super, super large concerts uh, or like sporting events around strangers yeah. uh, because the virus still can be spread. Now, I'll get into that what the risk is. Right. And if you travel in the United States, you do not need to get tested before or after travel or self quarantine after travel. So meaning if you're if you have the COVID vaccine, you can go to Hawaii and not the, yeah. not the quarantine. Which I have the quarantine. I came out from LA, but yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then, and this situation, right? Because I just had a this had a big, big UFC event down in Florida, right? Yeah, that's and uh, I watched it. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Oh my god, it's so great, great to see fans back. That but um, they didn't make anybody wear a mask. So you have people that 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 chose to wear a mask, and you have people that didn't choose to wear a mask, and nobody said anything to anybody because everybody respected everyone's personal opinion, right, or everyone's personal choice, and and that's all you know what you can really do with the the, the one issue. Like a lot of folks are like, okay, well, if I'm uh, vaccinated, why should I still wear a mask around unvaccinated folks? It's because even though you're vaccinated, you can still transmit the disease the same way you could with the flu. Like if you had a flu vaccine and still get it and still transmit it, like it just means your body, like your body's not going to succumb to the actual effects of the virus, but you'll, you'd still have the virus in you for a little bit like let's say if i go around somebody that has if i go around a bunch of unvaccinated folks and one of them has the virus and i'm vaccinated i could still contract the virus it just wouldn't be able to multiply but i could still spread it and that's the issue why they're encouraging guys and girls that have the vaccine if you're around unvaccinated folks that are high risk you might still want to wear a mask but at the end of the day your body is your responsibility so if you want to run that risk it's fine but uh what i will say is that uh if you're unvaccinated hey man like uh, shit is risky man if you're if you are vaccinated do what the fuck you want and then and people can people get vaccinated confused with antidote exactly 
Exactly. You it's know, and, and, then, guys. Yeah. and then the other thing is that they don't understand that, yo, like you got to get the vaccine. You're going to have to get it again in six months, you know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah. nine months. And it's going to be the same thing as your flu vaccine. The flu vaccine that you get is and a combination of the H1N1 and the uh, and SARS, you know what I'm saying? So it'll be, uh, 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 be the antibodies for all of them. And you'll get it yearly. And you have folks that don't get the flu vaccine. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. And they don't get the flu. And that's great. And you can you can run that risk. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you what, I don't I don't want to ventilate hooked up to me. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't want to ventilate hooked up to yeah. me now. But yeah. what I do want to do is I wanna go I wanna go to a goddamn UFC event. I wanna go to a, a, a Knicks game. You know what I'm saying? I wanna Word. go see the, the the Washington Nationals play. And so uh if folks are vaccinated, it makes me uh feel more comfortable, feel safer going you know what i'm saying because right, right. i don't want to get sick from or not get sick but get your virus and then pass it on to somebody else man but um that, that that's all you know i just want to touch on that max there's a lot of well said, well said. Th there's still questions on the why we got to get revaccinated and uh how come they made it so fast we already had a vaccine for a previous covid strain so mm -hmm. we, it was easy to take those antibodies and adapt them to what we're doing now but there's all i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor mm -hmm. i'm just a nigga with a textbook <laughs> you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. I, I, that's what i'll say about that man so I, i'll leave that alone and, and i think um you know hmm. get fucking life insurance get you a will you know a lot of places are doing free and uh you know listen bro take care of your loved ones man because life is short bro life is short man um did you get a chance to see the oscars no uh i didn't I either i forgot it was on but you know i saw like the the viral clips you know social media gonna post like the the, the highlights before the shit yeah. even like a day old so you know I, I was happy yeah, that I, a lot I of saw, people of color won. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Kaluuya won uh, for Best uh, Supporting Actor uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep, yep, yep. And the movie was incredible. Uh, it was very I, much it was incredible. So. Uh, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor, and people were upset that uh, Chadwick Boseman didn't win it uh, posthumously. Oh, I loved his family. I love what his family said, man. Who I... Chadwick Boseman family. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Like, put that shit to bed. Like, like honestly, sometimes motherfuckers is on this, like, and this might be controversial to say, but it's like this black guilt shit is, is going too far. Yes, I will agree. I feel like, yo, y'all, like, motherfuckers is doing this shit too fucking much. Like, now it's turning into black entitlement, right? And we want yeah. equality. We don't want entitlement. It's a difference. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Like, that shit is getting annoying. Like, it's, it's starting to become like the boy cry wolf. And I feel like when you lean on that black entitlement or they owe us shit too much, and it takes away from, it kind of giving us a handicap. Yeah, that 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 is uh, feeding into the victim mentality. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm tired of it. On and, the real shit, I've been getting yeah. tired of this shit. It's getting too. It's getting too crazy out here to me, bro. I mean, me personally, this is just me personally. I don't think anybody should get an Oscar posthumously. That's just me, right? If 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 the like the Academy, if they want to award you one for for just like a lifetime achievement or like a Vanguard award or something like that because you passed away, then do that. Because which, like, what I hate seeing is like, you put Chadwick Boseman in a category with a bunch of other people and the movie he was nominated for was My Rainey's Black Bottom and his role in that was, was small, right? And so it's like, well, is that fair? Because then it's like, all right, well, you, you, you knock uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stanfield out of the best lead actor category because you want Chadwick to get it or you think you, you think Chadwick's going to get it and it's like yo well, they could have got a uh they both had the leading role in that film it's like they could have they could have beat Anthony Hopkins and but then when Anthony Hopkins won he said yo Chadwick Boseman should have got it 
He showed know? love. Yeah, and so I respect that. And then the other, the other, the other thing um, was uh, I'm about to fucking choke right now. Uh, was the I want to say the best director, uh, and I care about that because. Uh, the woman, Chloe Zhao, she won for Nomadland, and let me tell you, I'm not watching the film. I don't give a fuck how many awards it won, but she's directing the new Marvel movie called The Eternals, which comes out in November. Ooh. And that is why I am concerned, because that is great. That is great for us, for all the nerds, right? Because we have an Academy Award winning director on the film. She's the first Asian woman to win the award, which is great. I applaud that. Salute you, ma'am. Uh, you are... Ten, I thought you were going to say the new one, like uh, Legend of Shang-Chi. Oh, no, 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 no. No, so salute to her. Salute to her, man, for, for winning this award. Uh, first Asian woman. And you, you rarely see women win, you know, best director, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... She's directing a Marvel movie, and that's the sh kind of shit that I fucking care about. I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm not trying to watch these, you know, fucking heart-wrenching, thought-provoking yeah, period either. pieces about fucking Nomad. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm going to probably watch it when I got shit to do or when I'm, like, smoking weed. But I'm like, yo, we got we got that. We can now attach that to a Marvel movie. <laughs> and that's going to be her biggest and accomplishment. Way, <laughs> is, Black, is Black Widow still coming out next month? It's supposed to, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not watching that shit, bro. Why? I'm, I'm, I'm over. I'm because what? That's what phase three shit still. Yeah, that's I'm, still. Yeah, I'm over phase three, bro. I'm over phase. Black Widow's dead, bro. You know what I'm saying? She, she died. You know what I'm saying? So you I'm good. The origin story? No, I don't care. I, Black Widow was the worst character to me anyway. Like, I hated Black... I loved her. I don't like Black Widow, and I don't like uh, Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> Hawkeye? Hawkeye's fucking lame. What He's about a mother Ronan? I did like him. He was thorough. Cause I, he was just killing people. So I'm like, yes, what's up? Just, just, he was, just he body was mad people. Cause you yeah. ain't getting snapped away. Like, I loved his premise. I agree. Yeah. I yeah, agree. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm not fucking with that. Uh, I, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Yeah, you got, I'm, you got, I'm a Marvel. I'm a Marvel horror dude. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely going to open. It. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to stream it. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to stream piece, it. Another piece of the <laughs> and as soon as I stream it, that's what's gonna happen. My door's gonna yeah, get kicked in. You know what? In. I would love to do like a, you know, I, I, do you uh, listen to uh, rewatchables occasionally? Yes, bro. I want to do a fucking rewatch podcast. I want to do one, bro. <laughs> Yo, don't you know I was in my glory listening to the rewatchable for Predator? Yeah. Oh my god! I Yo. listened to that shit this morning with my wife in the background who never saw it, bro. I swear, like, it's I was, a great movie. It's a great movie. Oh man. my goodness! All for the reason they broke it down, but yeah, I was like, yo, it ain't enough people to that. <laughs> bro, I, I said that to my wife. She was like, I don't remember watching. But I said, get to the chopper. Yeah. If he bleeds, you we can kill it. Yeah. But anyway, shout out to Bill yeah. Duke, man. Yes, Fucking credit, a yes. great movie, man. Yes, man. So I was, cause I was watching like a recap of um, of uh, Snowfall. And I was like, these niggas is whack. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they corny. But anyway, I don't want to digress too much. But see, damn, man, you be on the same wave with that. I mean, you already on the Marvel shit, man. So we might as well talk about. Uh, did you did you get to see? I still haven't got to see it, but talk to me. Oh my god, because oh. honestly. You, you you told me so many like when we was when we was texting <laughs> from a vet perspective. Yeah. And, and the way you pitched it to me, I like that sound like some heavy shit. Like it sounded like great plot development, great like like connection to certain underrepresented um or uh not appreciated enough communities. So right? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, man, listen. So army shit. I, I hated, I hated, I hated, I hated, I hated uh Sam Wilson until the last episode of 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> slash Captain America in mm. the Winter Soldier. Mm. And so the reason was because and, and my boy Tanaka Harris, shout out to Tanaka Harris. He he listens to the podcast uh, all the time and shits on me when I say something stupid. Uh, but he and I were talking about it and we both, you know, did not like Sam Wilson's character. He didn't like him at all because uh, what it was is that uh, Sam Wilson apparently didn't know he was black. You know what I'm saying? Because like he he uh, was from New Orleans and it's like apparently the whole black experience just passed him by. But you got to figure, right? I'm, I'm just going to assume with his time in the military and then being down with, you know, like S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America, maybe he forgot that he was a black man because mm. we went to a bank and he couldn't get a loan. Yeah, his sister told him what it was, but he didn't realize what it was. And then with the whole not, you know, wanting to be Captain America, like he... Uh, that's why he should have did it. You know what I'm saying? It was because of everything that... that, no, that yeah, and so what it was is that, you know, once you bring in um, Elijah uh, Bradley into it and he talks about his experience as the first black Captain America and then everything that everybody else went through, you know, he kind of, he steps into his blackness. Elijah what? Elijah, Elijah Bradley. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, not Elijah Cummins. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm just looking, I'm just looking yeah. it up, that's all. And so, uh, and so, and that was my biggest issue with uh, Sam Wilson was that he never acknowledges blackness, and Marvel never acknowledges blackness at all as the Falcon. And that was one of the big things. The comic book character was known as the Black Falcon, right? And and they and they mentioned that in the show, um, but he never acknowledges blackness at all. And then it's it's like a journey of him discovering or rediscovering his blackness and what it is to be a black man. And then, he, but then he finally mm. vocalized why he didn't want to take the mantle and what his apprehension was and why he was scared and how. America wasn't ready and then towards the mm. end of the, in the end of the show he says he has to do it because of everything that we went through and one of, one of the lines he said was that uh we built this country and he'll be damned uh if he if, if he let somebody tell him that he can't fight for it and mm. for me that hit me because I'm like yo I, the shit that he that he discusses and talks about uh and he has this really really great monologue at the end and it's kind of cheesy but it's really really super super on point um and it just talks about the struggle. If you're a, a service member, especially black or brown or Native American, you've been through this where you've been in uniform and you still feel the hatred. You know what mm. I'm saying? You still feel the dirty. Bro, I, I've, I've come back from deployments and, you, and you're all dressed up in your dress whites and everybody's out on the pier and all the families. And I've grown across that brow and I've felt that those stairs. You know what I'm saying? I, I've felt that, 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 that look mm -hmm. when they see us come across. You know, compared to everybody else, so you see the claps, they're not the same, you know, or even like in boot camp, you know, you had to deal with like I've had to deal with racism in every aspect of my career through the entire 20 years. Um, and to and, and we, we've seen it now where it's like you got you know, uh, freaking army lieutenants being uh pepper sprayed and dragged out of their cars by police, right. and you see white drill sergeants uh harassing and bullying, you know a special needs black teenager, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've seen with the extremism uh, in the military to where those guys are starting extremist groups like the Power Boys and Identity Europa, things like that. And we've caught all these veterans at the Capitol insurrection, things of that nature. And we've had to deal with that as <clears throat> members of the service. And, and when you're in, you don't get to talk about that because you lose the freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? You lose mm. the freedom of speech in the military. You give up your rights to protect the rights of others. And Whoa. as a person of color, as a black man, you don't have the really the, the ability to complain, especially when you're complaining about racism because they think that they weed it out and they think they bring in uh, the best of America. But all the military is is a microcosm of America. So as, uh, so as much as there's racism mm. in the civilian world, you're going to get racism in the military. The, the difference is you're going to get the best racists. 
You know what I'm saying? So mm. you're going to get that guy that's a racist, but he's smart and he's good at his job. So people will allow him a little more leeway when he says, you know, when, when he says a racist comment or something racially insensitive. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, if you talk to anybody in the military, they will tell you this when, when they're in a group of people. Right. It's like three or four of them eating lunch together. Uh, someone always comes up and says, oh, like it's a gang meeting or something like that. You know what I mean? Like someone always says, oh, like, oh, you got to break it up. It's too many of y'all. Like oh, if it's black people, you're saying. Yeah. When it's blacks. Okay. You know, they, they don't say that for whites. Mm. You know? And that's the thing. And, and, and so it's like and so we and so we tend to lean into that because if we don't, the other option is we fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? It's like we, we, we take it to how you actually mean it and when we fuck you up. So then we so we have to lean into it. And a lot of times we, we, we have to we have to, you know, go along in order to get along, in order to make it through this shit. And then um for for that to be addressed throughout that show, especially at the end, you know, I, I bro, my shit was watered up, bro. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, my great grandfather went through that. My grandfather went through that. Cause you fighting two wars, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like, I, bro, I've had the, I remember when uh, Barack Obama won the, the democratic uh, nomination. I was underway on a submarine. Uh, and I remember all the white folks were upset. And they were very mad and they were using all type of, you know, talking about his intelligence and his lack of experience, all this kind of shit. But it was all, you know, dog whistles and cold words for they didn't want to sue a black man. And then we saw what happened when he won. And then, you know, I, bro, I, I remember I, this will never, I will always recall this is when uh, in 2016, when the Charlottesville shit was going on, right before it happened, I was the equal opportunity program manager. I was one of the assistants, right? Helping, 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 the, you know. HR type shit, right? And I remember telling guys like, yo, this goddamn march is bad because it's a bunch of racists getting together. And I recall, like I had I had two Navy chaplains, which are the equivalent of two fucking priests, right? And a bunch of officers that were like captains and shit like that tell me that uh, Black Lives Matter was a bigger threat to national security than the KKK and neo-Nazis were. And they said that in front of like junior sailors, guys that are like 25 years old, 20 years old. They said it in front of, they, they said it in front of other senior, uh, sailors that were you know minorities things like that but they were they they were they were you know um they kind of got to play the game because of their rank right and me i'm a loose cannon or i was loose i, I didn't give a fuck you know what i'm saying like i knew i wasn't get, I, I knew i was at my promotional peak so i wasn't worried about getting promoted again sure, so i just said whatever the fuck i wanted to so we would have these conversations in our office about why the kkk is bad and why neo-nazis are bad and i showed them hey these are neo-nazis that have come from the navy or that have been in the navy active duty and we did nothing about it and then all, and then it's like oh well it's onesie twosie and then you show them the trend you know but they but they can't point out one time where blm did a terroristic act but they're the biggest threat, man. And that's man, the thing. Farrakhan said something about that. He said white people, their biggest fear is that black people will do to them what, what they did to us. I mean, would you not be scared? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they're so worried when all we want to do is be left alone and treated equally. We mm. have never shown on a broad scale that we are violent towards them. But they know that we have the ability to do so. They all know that we have an innate ability to be for violence, I hate to say yeah. that, for athleticism. So it's like they have this fear and they ratchet up things by using the most uh, hyperbolic language to describe any movements that are, you know, like trying to speak truth to power or, you know what I'm saying, being a little counter um status quo and and, and I'm, I've been reading about how they passing these, you know, a, a motorist can't 
get charged with running over a protester. Yeah. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of state laws being passed that's like Yeah, they got laws where you, you can't insult the cop. They can, you know, arrest yeah, you for that. It's all yeah, it's all type they, of weird shit being they, they're done. They're doing everything except addressing what the actual issue is, which is police reform. You know, but now but I was I will say this. Um Joe Biden uh has uh, reinstated the DOJ's power to investigate uh, police departments and all the consent decrees. And since we're talking about that, let's talk about two things. We'll start off with a bunch of dickheads. We'll start, we'll start off with D.C., right? And that's where I'm at right now. So four metropolitan uh, police department officers were involved in a drag race last week that led to two total vehicles and the damage to a residence in Washington, D.C. The incident occurred last Thursday in the city's Kenilworth neighborhood and resulted in four officers being sent to the hospital with non-life-threatening issues. And these officers have been placed on paid leave, right, for drag racing in uh, a goddamn residential neighborhood. Now, if you or I were to drag race in a residential neighborhood, we would get charged with uh, reckless endangerment and uh, reckless driving. Well, and that's that, fuck that the yeah, prosecutor want to charge us. Yeah, and, and you can go to jail for that, bro. You can go to jail for reckless driving. For drag racing, you go to jail. So my question is, why are they not in jail? You know what I'm saying? They, they're not in jail because... Really, nigga? Why are they not in jail? It's really a double standard, right? And that's why police reforms need to be enacted so bad because every higher level of society has licenses and certain certifications that you have to obtain and you can mm -hmm. lose if you, you know, run afoul of your oath or, or what you set out to do. And, and you know, they want to be treated like, like they're above the law, I am the law. To adhere to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're supposed to maintain a certain level, like, of professionalism. You're supposed to have a certain standard of the way you carry yourself. It just comes mm -hmm. with the job. Yeah. Like, you, you know you can't do regular shit. It's what you signed up for. Exactly. So, it's okay. So, we, so you need to keep the same energy, and you need to walk around like the fucking moral fucking uh, the moral example for society yeah, you should be the standard you should be above the standard you should be you should have a higher standard and that's all like if we're giving you the authority to uh have cognizance over us and police us and enforce laws then you should be beholden to those same laws if not a higher standard Absolutely. of conduct like in the military right you are kept you are held to a higher standard of conduct you have to have your height and weight and your physical exercise and you got to maintain a certain type of moral standard and you can't go get duis and you can't do drugs can't beat your wife things like that you're held to a higher standard even if your credit's fucked you can lose your job in the military right so you mm. have to be held to a higher standard and it's like and, and we're not carrying guns around every day I'm working on a fucking submarine, but it's but why can't a police officer, four of them, drag race through a fucking neighborhood, and they're paced on pay? If if you did this at your job, you'd be fucking fired. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd be fired, bro. You be I'd be fired. You know? And it's like, but I'm a cop. I can wreck two cars, put four cops in the hospital, and we're on paid leave, and we'll just go right back to the force. You know? And if you were a nurse, bro, and you get a DUI, guess what? You lose your license. You know, and it's the question is why aren't they being held to that same standard, man, or any any kind of standard period? The but. unions, unions. That's that's the, the the good and bad of unions, bro. Like, you know, what I mean, I, I like my wife is in the union, and um, I'm not even gonna get too deep into that. But you know, sometimes unions, man, they ride for the wrong shit. Yeah. For the sake of just saying that they unify, like, <laughs> literally, sometimes unions is more about, especially when you in a, a profession. That that is to supposed to be for the common good of mankind of society, right? 
but you are focusing on self-preservation of the people you represent. Like you, you're in, in in essence serving two masters. Like who are you mm-hmm. beholden to? Can't you serve two masters. You yeah, learn to love one and hate the other. To the people that you are supposed to serve and protect or educate, you know what I'm saying? Or are you beholden to your brothers in blue? You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I don't think those two can, can coexist. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing. I think that that's the biggest issue. And, and unions are so powerful because they represent so many voters and. I just think self-preservation and, and self selfishness is just running rampant, man. And and it's just it's fucked up, man. It's really fucked up, bro. Yeah. But what I will do is um so I'm saying fuck the DC police, like I'm not about to put a job application into them, right? So you know, so I'm gonna edit this out. No, I'm not. Fuck y'all. But uh <laughs> the Nork police, Nork police, Jersey leading from the front. I, man, I, as much shit as I talk about Jersey, man, I love Jersey, man, because they, mm-hmm. they legalize marijuana. They New York is decriminalizing sex acts. We'll talk about that. But uh so Nork, yeah. Nork, New Jersey, Nork, New Jersey, shout out to Nork, New Jersey. Nork police officers uh did not fire a single shot during the calendar year 2020 and the city did not pay a single dime to settle police brutality cases that's never happened in the city's history period mm. uh, at the same time crime is dropping and police recovered almost 500 illegal guns from the street mm. uh during that year so air horns for them man definitely definitely you know they didn't shoot anybody right and so how did that happen right so what what it, what it was is that back when barack obama was in uh in, in office uh they had a bunch of federal consent decrees that were in place and they had one from 2014 that revealed the root uh and the rot and an infestation in their police department for decades so based on that they found a rogue department that tolerated widespread brutality and racism with no accountability and zero training on how to de-escalate confrontations with civilians and so they took that and then they worked on it Right, because it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a investigation started by Paul Fishman, the former U.S. attorney, started back in 2011, and he found that the system was just fucked up. Mm. And then after they came up with the report in 2014, they worked to fix it. And mm. so uh, over the past five years, crime in, in Newark has dropped by 40 percent. Mm. That's insane. They hired more black and brown officers. They began training uh, programs based on best practices and required any officer who uses force in any way to fill out the report in detail for a supervisor to review. And then all of a sudden, you got bad cops getting the fuck out of there. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and the thing is that the governor, uh, Christy Whitman, uh, fought to keep that shit away. But guess mm. what, man? The DOJ uh, stood to their job. And then the Newark. PD and then you know I'm gonna say right now uh Cory Booker you know he um was instrumental in making sure that uh the police departments that did have consent decrees uh that they followed them you know what I'm saying so you 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 can't you know we talk about and I don't want to say defund the police when we talk about police reform this is the kind of this is the kind of shit that people are talking about these are the kind of uh metrics folks want to see and you 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 had a a police department that was corrupt in 2011 we identified the problem in 2014 completely and said this is how you can fix it and then you look over the next four or five years what's happening you know action and and this is a democratic control city and uh you know uh Azaraka. yeah and, and it's like 
that's always like the go-to is like, oh, the Democrat cities have high crime and this and then the third. Well, it's like you have to look at not the cities, but who controls the state because that is who uh, can control whether these consent decrees get actually followed. All right. And so uh, with Nork not firing a single shot, I, I've been in Nork and I've ran into cop issues in Nork back and it was dirty and I got fucked up by the cops in Nork one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I might, uh, I'm not going to say uh, I deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Because of course you don't, right? But it's like, I was somewhere I shouldn't have been. I wasn't doing shit, but I was somewhere I shouldn't have been. So what happened happened, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to sue these motherfuckers, but you know, I ain't catching a bullet and I ain't get choked out. You know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah, I can understand. The biggest thing that, that, that stood out to me, what you read, was about how they haven't paid out anything. Nothing. Nothing. I think that is huge, right? And that's the whole uh, thing with Indian uh, qualified immunity, right? When you stop taking money out of the taxpayers' coffers, that should go to other departments or to the mm -hmm. back to the people for services, uh, and, and and you paying off shit that the police responsible for. You know that says a lot. Like when it's police officers, especially in a big city, that's like New Jersey's biggest city as far as population goes. Oh right? yeah, like that's yeah, huge. Yeah. So for them not to have payout or anything like that, that that's a lot in itself. Because to me, uh, now crime stats can be can be uh, you know, crime you can stats. Can the stats. Yeah, like <laughs> shout out to Wire. Cause yeah. you know what I mean. There's still like occasionally you see some wild shit. Like and for those who know what juke the stats is, they they can declassify certain crimes to make it seem less serious than others. But in all actuality, you got punched in your face. But they could be like, hey, a minor assault. But yo, yeah. he broke my nose. As opposed to felony assault. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but the fact they ain't pay out, right? To me, that's a huge uh, data point right there. That says a lot. Yeah, because so, the taxpayers are, yeah. are the ones who pays. You pay those settlements as a taxpayer, and when you see your money is not going that, and crime drops, and you get five hundred illegal, not five hundred, turn in your guns, you can get some free Nets tickets. You can't even do that anymore because the Nets left Jersey, right? But it's mm -hmm. like five hundred illegal guns off the street. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible, man. And and this was the police being retrained and and new hires and this was also them working in conjunction with the north community street team which is a mm. group of mostly former offenders who work to defuse violence in the city's most violent wards right. uh and then you have uh larry ham who was the leader of the people's organization for progress uh the godfather of protests in Nork. uh they all mm. work together and that's incredible man because you got you know you always worry about like uh recidivation and and what do you know felons and criminals do when they get out and then in New Jersey, I've always seen this happen where, you know, guys got out of jail and they go right back to the community and then mm. work to make it better and stop kids from making the same mistakes that they've made. And uh, once you have like three groups like that working together, all you're going to have magic happen. You're going to have right. beautiful things like this. And, and that's because I'm going to be honest, man, like if I'm a young kid, I'm not going to listen to what a cop says, but somebody that looks like me whether it's a community activist or somebody that I, I've seen before that might have been a hard rock, went to jail, and then right. came back and is like, yo, don't make the same mistakes. To quote Jay-Z, Hove did that, so hopefully don't got to go through that. Yeah, I'm going to listen to him. all the time. I'm going to listen to him, man. And that's the thing, man. So shout out to John. Man. Brother John said, Brother John, you know, one of the, the foremost uh, funeral speakers in Asbury Park. But anyway, one of my, I feel like he's my mentor, but he said, like, you can't have uh, sheep speaking of wolves. No, you know not saying? at all. Not at all. Some, that's, that's, that's what we get confused. I will be trademarked like, that because I'm about to take that. I love that. Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, he said that one time, you can't have sheep speaking to the wolves. Like, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Because a wolf would see a sheep and be like, yo, I, you could be fooled. 
Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean. Sometimes you need old lions to speak to these to these um, up and coming lions. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's dope, man. That's that's definitely a, a, a model to be followed. I know right now, Nork, um, they had like a civilian police board that's like uh, currently in litigation with the Supreme Court. Because they're trying to, uh, they they they're like the one of the only civilian review boards, but the civilian review board in North doesn't have any teeth, like yeah. so they can write all these reports and shit. But they just like the Queen of England, like they just ceremonial, like they just look good, sound good, but they don't do shit. So you know, a lot of a lot of the cities around New Jersey is looking at the outcome of this case, so they can implement civilian review boards and again take a step closer to some real police reform in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, no, that, that's just you know I'm 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 happy about that man. That's amazing. Also, um, did you, did you see that uh, New York is decriminalizing sex work? I heard that they not to decriminalize. I heard it not decriminalize. I heard they just like not like just similar to like the Eric Holder uh, Department of. Uh, was it air holder he was the attorney general's office right like they just yeah we say it's not going to prioritize certain yeah. shit like they not beat like if they run into this shit they're going to prosecute it um i think it's interesting you know what i'm saying because that's the oldest as they say the oldest profession right like who do you to tell someone what to do with their body but you definitely should intervene if you see some uh instances of like you know pimping aka human trafficking but i think that's yeah. interesting you know what i'm saying like yeah because that, that's what a lot of sex know. work is, is is human trafficking and it's you know the the sex worker oftentimes is a victim as well you know and a lot of times you know we don't take that into consideration but if you look at the the statistics and the demographics of who the sex workers are what their ages are it's a lot of runaways you know a lot of a lot of runaways man and and or trafficked uh persons and then one of the other things is that um i I think they said like like 10 to 12 percent of sex workers are like trans now you know, and that's another thing. And so they're trying to, because that's like the only jobs they can get because of all the discrimination and laws and things of that nature that are being made. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. And so what they're looking Child to do is. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yes. Okay. So New York City dismissed thousands of prostitution cases uh, on Wednesday dating back to like 1960s. Oh, wow. Repeal, yeah, so so what it was is that they repealed the 1970s anti loitering law. Uh, and then they. Mm. Uh, dismiss thousands of cases and they also will no longer prosecute them so that's uh that's huge you know i'm trying to see a lot more of these type of quality of life crime shout out to mr c yo he definitely he he, about to get his case (laughs) he was on maino like i like you know what i'm into he he admitted i was like oh okay mr c but um i'm starting to see like more and more like progressive uh reforms when it comes to like crime and punishment like people realizing that everything don't deserve to go to fucking jail yeah you know what i'm saying and i'm 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 loving that i'm loving that and i don't i don't think you know that's going to be some big rise in prostitution or anything like that i think you know i I think it'll i think it would actually it's still a social stigma like fam i'm gonna be honest i I think with doing this i think you'll just see like a lot more independent women and they'll be able to get away from pimps you know because the pimp offers protection you know but now if it's not a crime what do I need a pimp for? Er, they can go you know to back the back page. Well, they deleted. They the FBI know, took right, down right, back page. Fucking down, haters. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure something else popped up right in this place. Bro, you can't even go on like Craigslist anymore, man. You, you can't. can't even get, you can't even get a massage off. Yo, they been. They took off the personal section from Craigslist, and then like even like the massage part, you can't even go get a massage off Craigslist. Mm. Well, you <laughs> don't gotta go on Craigslist. You can just look for a place that says. 
I mean, I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say. I don't want you to. I don't want you to edit it out. I'm not editing shit, bro. I digress. (laughs) I digress. What were we talking about? Full service, man. We're talking about decriminalizing sex work. And uh, I mean, because New New York, New York. Oh yeah, table showers. Shout out to table showers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you definitely. Shout out to table showers, man. Soapies. That's what they have overseas, bro. That's what they have overseas. The soapy dog. <laughs> let me chill, man. Let me chill. But um, yeah, New York is decriminalizing marijuana, decriminalizing sex work. So I mean, and, and I don't, baby. I don't think you're gonna see any kind of big rise. I think you'll see like a, a drop significantly. Yeah, and, it's gonna be a new everything. mayor too. It's gonna be you a know. new mayor in New York also. But yeah, Cuomo's out of there, man. It's about to be uh, my favorite New Yorker, AOC. She will be the mayor of New York. She ain't um, running though. It's gonna be. Um... She's not gonna run. She's gonna run for governor, but they're just gonna elect her. They're just gonna write her in. They're gonna write her in. Write her in. The same way George yeah. Bush wrote in Condoleezza Rice. That's how they're gonna write an AOC. Uh, what's his name? Yang. No, Andrew Yang is not going to win because he's a Nets fan. He's also a fucking liar. And he's a hater <laughs> as well. Um, and he talks so much shit about the Knicks and then tried to jump back on a bandwagon. Everybody right. bought up the old everybody bought up the old tweets. And then um Andrew Yang and his basic universal income, uh, it doesn't really address the problem. It's just another handout. It's just welfare. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not gonna uh, attach something along to that basic universal income, uh it's gonna lead to inflation. Yeah, cause that like with that it should be yo, bro. The same way you do like with the uh, New York, they have like food cards, like you know, like Wick and shit like that. Yeah. They did that in Hawaii during the pandemic, where they gave people five hundred dollars on restaurant cards, and you can go out to any restaurant in in the state and use this card, right? Wow. So they need to make the cards or these stipends like that just make it for food, or you can use it to pay like utilities, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I, bro, you give me a thousand dollars a month, I'm spending that shit on weed, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or I'm going to take that. I'm going to flip it. You know, niggas I ain't say I'm going to smoke it. Niggas going to flip be it. Blintiagas in the hood. Bro, new new Gucci belt every month, bro. Big you know what ass saying? sneakers. So, yeah, and it's like, it's like okay, you can you can, you can can give a man a fish and feed him for a day. You could teach a man a fish. So what is that mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. Me personally, honestly, you give me a thousand bucks a month, I'm spending that shit on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna be like fucking uh, what's that quarterback Trevor Lawrence who got his whole signing bonus in, in, in Bitcoin? You know what I'm saying? And then uh, the other NFL player Okung got his contract half his half his shit in Bitcoin. That's what I'll do. I take that whole thousand and invest in crypto. You know, but cats ain't going. They're gonna be out there fucking with bottles of uh, Casa Missoula or fuck or 1942 and hookahs and shit right on fucking Dykeman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So make it yeah. hookah. Yeah, man, but let me, let, me, let me jump back to the uh, actual docket, man. You know, we're talking about these, these cops, man. Shout out to cops. Um, and you see your man Tyrese. I saw that, but I didn't click on it. Don't um, click on it. <laughs> Tyrese, always, Tyrese always going Tyrese. Like, what more do you want from me? You know, he, like, he, his antics is overshadowing his talent. Yo. I'll be honest with you. That's Tyrese, yo. <laughs> he got a transformer in his backyard. I love Tyrese, man. I, I love Tyrese. Tyrese was singing on the bus, man, singing Coca-Cola songs, bro. He was the man. Tyrese was on Martin when they tried to give uh, Pam a spinoff, bro. I, I, I love Tyrese, man. But mm-hmm. Tyrese is wild because Tyrese decided to shave his lady's box uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And, I, bro, I don't, I don't need that visual, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like something should stay uh, sacred. You know what I'm saying? And you shaving your girl's box is one of those things. Everything ain't for anybody. It's not, man. Like, why? Why? Why, man? Like, like what do you think was going to happen? You going to get clowned. Like, we are going to clown you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, 
Bro, like I, I'm just I like didn't see it, but I'm now I'm wasn't, more what, curious. Wasn't like two almost um, like a year ago. He was he's always crying on Instagram for something, always wilding about something, having some kind of social media meltdown or breakdown, and then he does things like this where he decides to shave his girlfriend's uh you know <laughs> lady parts online. <laughs> dog. So that's that's a, you know I, I know you know if, if he you know and this is the thing like if, if he had like a brand deal or if he was like using a bevel razor or something like that and he's like doing some kind of cross promotion i get it i get it i get it but he's just using like some regular women's shit razor i didn't even see what he was using he probably just did that shit dry you know what i'm saying you got all type of fucking razor pumps and shit tyrese yeah. is a wild boy man tyrese yeah. is a wild fucking boy man <laughs> He's just happy that Fast and the Furious back and they ain't drop his ass. So yeah, and and and, and the Rock's not going to be in the new one. That's what it is, man. That because so he, he told you so. Yeah, he was beefing with the Rock and and now he's happy celebrating by shaving his lady's choke, man. That's what's Good up, guy. man. Yeah, I, I like Tyrese though, man. I like Black Tie. I like Tyrese. He can sing. He can rap. He can act. I've never seen him dance. Uh, he can cry. Good as hell. Definitely <laughs> so. a, a double, a, a two and a half threat. Why is Tyrese always doing some dumb shit, man? Yo, I swear. <laughs> sometimes, I, sometimes I think it's like on purpose. Like, probably like they literally know all attention is good attention. Like, yo, do you know? I could just imagine some publicist somewhere. Like, you know what? You know what? You know, last year when you did that bullshit, yeah, your, your movie streaming went up two hundred. Got a lot of clicks. Got a lot of like, clicks. Bro. I swear, like you can just see somebody that's into uh, advanced analytics. Figuring a way to monetize attention and like, yo, you got, we need, we need you to post some, to mistakenly do some dumb shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, at home, like they fucking around and they in their crib and they just see some random shit. They're like, y'all could do this real quick. And they text their publicists, like, yo, if you think if I do this, would this get me viral? I swear, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yo, people are very calculated. <laughs> I mean, they do. A lot of that stuff is calculated, man. A lot of it's calculated. Bro, like, and people fall for it and get on this shade room, TMZ, and then people get curious about you. And then they start going into your old catalog and people like you yeah, that remind me of this and they yeah. go into your old movies and then that, that that's it's, it's smart you know what i'm saying but it just lacked the morals and i i can never compromise my morals for and then, and then i guess i guess it was i guess it was her that uh did it because she's the one that put it on her shit and then did the caption oh she's only 25 years old that's why yeah people get yeah. mad that's mad yeah she's 25 he's 42 shout out tyrese uh she's 25 and she put on her caption i will never let go of my king but does your man shave you though mm. ow with the eye with the eyeball emoji listen uh ladies ladies uh i hope you guys hear me uh i will never shave your church all right, no. go get waxed. All right, or go get waxed. Or, or shit going bump, bump, bump it up. Yeah, or get the laser, or you know what, just trim it. I don't need it to be completely shaved, man. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's not like my beard, and we're not getting stuck together like Velcro, yeah. that'd be weird. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, you know, hey man, listen, just hey, just like Shock G said, man, do what you like. <laughs> I'm Shock G, the one who put the satin on your, on your panties. panties. Never met a hooker that could stand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shout out to Shock G, man. Legendary yeah, dude, legendary sure. dude, man. But um, yo, so uh California, bro, home of uh California. wild shit. They uh we've had the governor, all right, we've had the governor, and now we may have uh Caitlyn Jenner as the new governor of California. And I'm I'm gonna hold off all the jokes. I'm lying, I'm not holding off any jokes. Uh fuck being politically correct. And this has nothing to do with Caitlyn Jenner being trans. 
you couldn't run your own household mm. how the fuck are you going to run the country bro mm. you know what i'm saying uh if it was chris jenner running hell yeah i would vote for her you know what i'm saying <laughs> Because she, she took that builder. family, bro. She ran a fucking empire. Chris Jenner has so much influence. She influenced you to be a woman, dog. That's probably <laughs> politically incorrect, but I'm sorry. That's just what the fuck we're going with today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm like, bro, like, you couldn't even run your own household. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck are you going to run uh, the, the, the the state of California, which is so, it's, it's, it's huge, bro. It's, it's the mm. most populous state damn near. It has uh, one of the most diverse economies. It also has some of the biggest social issues as well. And you think that you can just like, you know, get a new face and uh, get elected. And I'm like, what, what platform or what party is she? Are you going to be a Democrat? He's conservative. He's like that's not about that. Yeah, because she was she was stumping for Trump. I don't want to disrespect Caitlyn Jenner. Say he she she was stumping for Trump, right? And uh, and then got upset when Trump made the uh, transgender ban things like that. But it's like, yo, are are you do you really think you want to get support from uh, conservatives? So now it's like you're trying to steal Democratic votes by doing this. And this is where I think this is a calculated move. Mm. by the GOP to have Caitlyn Jenner run, mm. uh, run and split the Democratic votes because mm. you're going to have the LGBT trans community and all these like people that want to seem super liberal try to vote for her and then Trojan California horse. California will, will flip red you know that's just my take on it may not be politically correct but I'm unemployed so I can say what I want <laughs> you sounds, know what I'm sounds, sounds like a very good strategy like the Trojan horse like you we portray ourselves to be one way but this is what we really are <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is the ultimate trojan horse yeah yeah <laughs> caitlin jenner i and see the thing is so that sense me level, oh right? my god i was such a big bruce jenner fan i had the i i had oh, a box of bruce, bruce jenner, jenner. I, I didn't know. bruce jenner was one of the greatest american athletes ever really? and i like bruce jenner you dude you want to go to the olympics for the Catholic, i know that the Catholic, you know what i'm saying so it's like that's um, hard I was, yeah i forgot you got the track background too yeah though. man so you know bruce jenner was my guy and then when bruce jenner switched to caitlin jenner I rock with it, bro. Do your thing. Now you're my girl. I still respect you because you're still an Olympian. You're still a gold medal winning representative of America. So that's why it's like, yo, I, I still fuck with you, bro. But my thing is, is that you couldn't run your household. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So how are you yeah. going to run the state? That's my only knock is you then, couldn't. Because it's funny you mentioned this. Cause I, I heard some uh, sound bites played by the Breakfast Club. And I hate to even mention other publications because I want to make it seem like we influenced by other Yo, people. fuck like, DJ Envy. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, they played a clip of like they said he said something about prison reform. He just took some anecdotal story that would be like the worst nightmare of people who are big on crime and punishment. Similar to the whole Willie Horton thing that they used against the caucus, right? Uh, one person that was out on bail. He, he killed somebody so that means anybody that's out on bail who don't get bail that's what they'll do you know what i'm saying yeah. and and um you know kardashian kim kardashian was like really big on getting people uh sentences commuted so she was like yo pissed off him because he's like diametrically opposed to what she yeah, stands they're for. beefing like kim yeah. is, is kind of like well kim and uh and chris jenner they're kind of like separate from Caitlyn and Kanye, like Caitlyn and Kanye, I would, they might run together. That's the other thing. Uh, might be Caitlyn and, and and Kanye to be a lieutenant governor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, 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 that's a ticket. You know, you, you never know. That could work. That could work. <laughs> Kanye will be the first lady, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
fuck mm. that. Yo, Caitlyn Jenner's wearing a pants in that relationship, man. But um, yeah, man, it's like uh, I would vote for Kim Kardashian way before I would vote for Caitlyn Jenner or any other. Yeah. She's going to school for a law degree, bro. Like you look at all the kind of and I. Why am I talking about Kim, right? But you look at all the shit that she's doing. Uh, it's all great. But apparently she's doing Van Jones as well. So it's always fuck Van Jones. But now she's literally fucking Van Jones. You know what I'm yeah. I guess they started hooking up when they I started working that. on, the, uh, little, on the prison uh... form. And if I'm Kanye and I see you go from me to Van Jones, I'm fighting Van Jones, bro. <laughs> well, I'm fighting Van Jones because I, you were getting... You take him. Bro, you were, you were going at my wife uh, when we were still married. That's what that means. That means you were looking at my wife like, yo, I can get her. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And if I'm Kanye, I'm sitting there doing Sunday service <laughs> and Van Jones is servicing my wife on wow. Sunday. Surprise, wow. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dexter. Yo. Yo. Guy from Dexter. Uh, shout out to Kanye, man. What an idiot. But um, yeah, shout out to, you got any thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner, man, running? I just, you know, I just think, you know, she don't have a uh, ice. She don't have. She, she doesn't have a body. third leg to stand on. <laughs> you can't have conservative politics in california but then again i can't well i don't think in this day and age because you gotta remember arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor there he's a republican shout uh, so, out to the governor so so <laughs> you can but i don't think nah i don't think that they're ready for a, a transgender conservative i just think that's like an oxymoron yeah because we do have transgender uh liberals in office Right, and they've elected officials. We we got a oh god, we got a we had a we had a transgender former Navy SEAL that is an elected official now. Let me tell you something right now. I will not make any of these jokes to her because she will snap my neck in three different fucking places, bro. Mm. If you're a Navy SEAL, bro, you can be whatever you want. If you're a Navy SEAL and you want me to call you ma'am, bro, I, that that's one box I'd shave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so, I'm Navy SEALs. So from from a military guy, Navy SEALs is as advertised. Yes. Mm, yes. they, they, they're a different type of motherfucker they're, they're just not um as big as we think they are like they're like five eight five nine five ten they're all like uh more like runners wrestlers swimmer type people. yeah so they're like you know not super huge jack dudes because that, it's hard to maintain that muscle uh a lot, but some are I mean, some are on steroids things like that needless to say uh, i had to work with them before 99% of them are super, 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 super cool, down to earth, laid back, cool guys that just happen, or and cool women that just happen to kill people. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> if you're a Navy SEAL and you decide to, if you're a Navy SEAL and you like have the sexual reassignment surgery, you are the officially the toughest motherfucker ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, yo, because you're like, yo, I don't need a dick to still fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Hey, I have a question too for you as a military guy. <laughs> Noob too, bro. Yo, I got a question for you. So when I always found this phrasing kind of annoying because it didn't make sense to me. Whenever they say, I'm over here fighting for your freedoms. Yes. What does that mean? That means I'm over here fighting for your freedoms, bro. That means I'm out to sea, uh, standing eight hours to 12 hours of watch, uh, doing some bullshit, getting chased by goddamn Chinese people on submarines, or dodging the Russians, or fucking getting blown up in a foxhole, surrounded by Charlie, or I'm fucking in Iraq, getting fucking mortar strikes, things like that. That's what, that's what we say we're doing, but actually we're just out playing Call of Duty while we're actually adhering to Call of Duty. I mean, I was in a submarine, right? So I can't get into all the shit that we actually did, but... um. When we weren't actually on a mission, we were just kind of chilling, man. 
It, it was I like being in jail. That whole, you know what I'm like you, you protecting my freedoms, or are you just advancing American interests? No, no, what, we're 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 advancing American interests. Your freedoms are protected by the Constitution. We're yeah, protecting I other countries like, from invading you. <laughs> That's what we're doing, like, and we're spreading freedom and democracy, whether they uh, want it or not, around the world. You're gonna take this. All right, thank you for yeah. that out. I no, it was like Diddy. It. it was like take that, take that. It sound so real democracy. Good. Take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just sound real good, but I'm like that shit. Like when you think about it, when I analyze that phrase, like what? I didn't know my yeah. freedoms were threatened. Oh yeah. no, they are. Your freedoms are threatened by uh, transgender bathroom users. That's who's threatening your freedoms. Shout, shout out to the Neptune uh, Neptune Township Vice Principal for the. It was uh it was a vice principal for Neptune um, Middle School. And he uh, got mad because a transgender uh, woman was trying to use the bathroom with his wife and threw shit at people recording their interaction. So, yeah. Yeah. He's mad. What? So, it was a transgender woman. A trans transgender woman, woman was in the bathroom. Using the bathroom. The guy's wife was mad. And, like, they was having a conversation about it. And he was, like, she was making a big deal out of it. Well, what bathroom do you want her to use? Like, because you go in the men's room. is I'm in there. And if you come in the bathroom with some titties, I'ma want to see him. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who they attached to, bro. <laughs> I'm like, yo, why he got titties? Or why she got titties? Don't uh, listen. Use the bathroom. Use, 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 just use. <laughs> yo, I'm not even smoking, man. This is sober shit, man. This is sober me right now, man. So you know, um, my my thing is like, yo, I use the bathroom that matches how you display it, you always going to have you know because i always say oh well there, there's going to be somebody that goes to the bathroom and tries to sexually assault someone or my daughter it is my daughter that was well, like look man um you, you'd have that happen regardless whether it was trans or straight anybody can just go in any bathroom and that happens in real life but if you look at the amount of cases of transgender sexual assault is very low it's extremely low you don't see that and they're like well, what about the guy that just puts a dress on and tries to go into the bathroom that's just well, people are afraid of the worst case now. scenarios all the you time know what I'm Hyper hyperbolic man yeah yeah it, it's it's just crazy man but uh that's wild like i i mean me personally man like listen man coming from hawaii and and seeing how just uh open and free it was and then you, you meet people in that community and you learn the stories and you learn them and you learn to respect their agency it's like oh listen just be respectful man you don't have to agree with it and if you don't agree with it just avoid it that's it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. for me it's like yo listen um i want you to have the same rights that i have because at the end of the day when these aliens come down and fuck <laughs> us all up i need you fighting on the same team bro Thanks. i don't want the aliens being able to say hey we'll give you equality and then the trans people are like yo well <laughs> we, get, we get these spaceships and these warp drives and fucking teleportation and you guys wouldn't let you use the bathroom and then we lose the fucking great human alien war dog <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's my need, take on it man need that to, to, to unify us exactly man exactly but uh we said something about florida and i don't know what the fuck it was but we're going to go to florida because florida oh ufc fight down in florida where they don't wear masks but florida so there's a florida family accused of selling thousands of bottles of bleach marketed as a covid cure <laughs> and so potentially the deadly chlorine dioxide solution wow. marketed as the miracle mineral solution i like that name is typically used for industrial water treatment that shit will treat the fuck out of the water inside of you so a florida man and his three sons were accused in federal court of selling tens of thousands of bottles of bleach uh, marked as a miracle cure, uh, miracle cure. The man, Mark Grennan, and his sons, Jonathan, Jordan, and Joseph, listen, 
I respect that. Every son with a J. Uh, they were accused of fraud <laughs> and violating civil court orders, instructing them to stop selling the flake cure, which they... So they got told to stop doing it and still did it. Oh, my God. That's... Salute to them for not giving a fuck. There must be some evangelical... <laughs> yeah so the fda already told people not to ingest this potentially deadly shit but people still did it they made a lot of money uh they made a lot of money they made a lot of money and they oh my god so uh, they were members of a non-religious church called the genesis 2 church of health and healing uh and this cured cancer autism diabetes and other disorders including covid and they, oh my, whoa, boy, they, the their revenue they jumped made. from, their revenue jumped from 32000 a month to $123,000 a month after they began marketing it as a COVID <laughs> solution or a COVID cure back in March 2020. And I wonder wow. who they got that goddamn idea from. It was from you, dad. They learned it by watching you. And by dad, I mean dumbass Donald Trump. Donald That's who Trump. fucking did it. And so they sold more than 28,000 bottles, earning wow. more than $1 million. So when, they raided the property. Authorities discovered dozens of chemical drums, including 10,000 pounds of sodium nitrate. And when I hear sodium nitrate, you are now a terrorist to me because that is what they use in bombs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, they were using this money to fund terrorism. Fuck it. They probably Put got them in flag jail. when they was buying that shit. Like, but I mean, they, they got told. They got, so they were selling it. And the FDA told them and federal court told them to stop doing it. And they still did it. After they got told to stop, after they got the season, they still did it, made a bunch of fucking money, and now they're going to jail. Uh, salute to them. You guys are fucking idiots. And, uh, you stupid. <laughs> that's it, man. You stupid. No, and if you bought this shit, I'm just saying, bro, this will cure diabetes and it will cure, cure cancer because it will kill you and everything <laughs> inside of you. So you'll die. So you'll die. <laughs> you'll die and everything inside you would die so yeah maybe they weren't lying but your thoughts on Florida man and his family selling carbon uh excuse me chlorine chlorine dioxide as a miracle it's COVID. amazing how how stupid people are with all this information easily accessible on the internet like how could you really be that gullible to try some shit or, or what type of sales pitch they had to sell twenty eight thousand bottles like that's crazy but i wonder like did anybody die from the shit or did anybody get cured from it so or you know what i'm saying like as so soon as you get... asked that question in my head i said i hope somebody did <laughs> like, yeah i wish that on someone but you hope but if they was able to sell that many bottles like they probably were selling to a whole bunch of churches too though so, <laughs> exactly. Like, he probably thought the whole bunch of churches like we gonna support the church down in Florida. And anybody wanna um, this is like God's work. It's crazy, man. People yeah. gullible. People like Nas said, religion mis over overstood is poison. It's poison. Yeah. Yo, I. <laughs> Yo, I love it. Yo, I can't. No, no one can ever mention that song uh, and me not want to hear that song and start singing that entire fucking song. White Jesus poison. <laughs> it was like, yo, <laughs> yo, yo, that song is so fucking. It's true. It's a true song and it's a great record. But he's just like, yo, ecstasy coke. You say is love is poison. Cable TV, Wi-Fi is poison. I'm like, yo, relax, like, man. White Jesus poison. Or he put that shit out there. Poison. <laughs> yo, it's a, I, I love Nas, man. Nas, not a man. Don't don't think because he wear a koofy, I don't mean that he bright. <laughs> Jay Z is funny as shit. <laughs> 
funny as hell, Yo, right? Jay-Z's a fucking idiot, man. Shout out to Jay-Z. I love you, man. Shout out to Jay-Z. The, the greatest I mean, black person ever invented. I don't understand the bullshit that he writes. Yeah, Jay Z's a Jay, yeah. yo. Shout out to Jim Jones for saying he's gonna smack Nas's Kofi off. I will never forget Ooh. that. You know what I'm saying? So that's nigga, hilarious. Nigga had a whole moniker, the Kofi smacker. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> he's a fucking. He's a fucking. Jim Jones, is a goddamn legend, yeah. man. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of legends, speaking of legends, we'll talk about uh, Alaska Airlines and now this legendary, mm, legendary state representative uh lori reinbold she is not permitted mm -hmm. to fly with alaska mm -hmm. airlines mm -hmm. and she's gonna be banned by every other airline as well for refusing to wear a mask and this is all caught on oh, video gosh. at the Juneau international airport and she's arguing with alaska airline staff about mask policies jesus christ man uh about I, this. What, what what why 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 she said they were mask bullies after being asked by a flight attendant to wear a mask aboard a flight uh that's being reported by the newspaper and uh she she didn't want alaska airlines is banned over 500 people when you get banned from one flight they put you on a damn list and most of the other airlines they ban you as well and so my question is if you're a if you're a lawmaker right if you're and she's a state senator she's a state senator Let's not, let's be clear. She's a state senator. People elected her. She votes on laws in Congress, in D.C., right? So yep. she spends half her time in Alaska and half her time in D.C. and gets paid to live in both places and doesn't pay taxes. Uh, she only pays half taxes of the year because you don't get taxed when you live in D.C. and have to work in both states, right? So taxpayers are paying this fucking idiot to uh, <laughs> argue with airline employees about why she doesn't want to wear a mask and this is why politics is so fucked up because we elect straight up we dog we elected the governor bro we elected someone that decided to argue with airline staff about their policy bro it's if they say wear a seatbelt uh, buckle up wear a seatbelt during the takeoff you have to wear it right they, if they want you to wear a mask for public safety so you're not asymptomatic and spread this shit to someone else right just just fucking do it bro why why is there so much entitlement you know what i'm saying why is there That's so much entitlement, too. bro you're supposed to be the pro because she's republican she's a yes. republican because all elected officials that come out of there are republicans i mean shout out to uh what's her name she said she could see russia from her house that was uh sarah palin one night in palin sarah great palin. She's a, she was a cutie i ain't gonna front yo she she yo okay uh remember nba star glenn rice yeah glenn rice oh. smash bro Oh yeah, I remember hearing yeah, about that. Yeah, they went, they went to the tournament up in Alaska. She was a cheerleader mm. up there for college, and he dropped forty-one threes on her motherfucking ass. That's what and happened, man. Said, if I trade for that Lang, then I'm the Alaskan assassin. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one was money. But um, <laughs> but for a Republican Party to be pro-business, how you gonna get mad at a business for choosing safety so they can generate revenue for their shareholders exactly. and exactly. telling them what policies they should implement, right? Like that kind of goes against what your party stands for. And now her dumbass gotta drive far as hell to even get close to an airline that can get her ass to DC. So she just fucked yeah, herself. Yeah, she's up. about to like fly to Canada. She's about to drive to Canada or some shit. Or I don't know, man. Like it's wow, like what she gotta yo. do just to get to DC now man the, yo people people are fucking stupid, yeah it's man. an interesting story i, interesting I gotta story. give it an alex jones treatment i'll be honest with you I, i'm kind of retarded yes you are woman you are <laughs> fucking stupid it's stupid yeah what come on now because it's like these are the same yeah. people that, that that will like argue uh that a 
a, a business owner, a, a cake baker is allowed to refuse service to a gay yes. couple or yep. a transgender customer. But when exactly. a business says, hey, you need to wear a mask for public safety, it's like, well, why do I got to wear a mask? Exactly. Gotta, the, the privilege, the privilege, the privilege. Like, oh, privilege. I, and, and that'd be the, the tip that pissed me off about these lot of conservatives and Republicans. Like, you literally cry about the constitutional uh, bill of rights being violated, but you just only focus on what's convenient for you. Like, yes. like it's just like oh my goodness it's like as my dad would say layers upon layers when, when, when he's ranting on social media about whatever he's ranting on <laughs> layers upon layers and, and there's layers to that man because it's like you know they always talk about a black person needs to comply with an officer when they're giving them instruction but you can't even mm. comply with a fucking airline attendant when they tell you to put a mask on for <laughs> public safety oh my god go fuck ah uh, i want to say like some other because last podcast I was wilding with the profanity. And I listened back to it, and it was funny as hell. But I, I'm trying to calm down a little yeah, bit a little now. I'm, I'm in I'm in a much better place. No, I was I was really upset before I started that podcast for something that was unrelated to anything that anyone knew about. Uh, and and shout out to my boy Gordon Nance just got married. Oh yeah, that's why I was upset because I couldn't go to the fucking wedding because I got COVID. <laughs> so uh, shout out to my man Gordon Nance, man. So uh, he got I, married. I'm Jamaica. Uh, he's out in Jamaica now on his honeymoon. Uh, watch out for Dexter. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he you got know. a nice spot, though, man. I I've been there twice, man. That's yeah, a nice man. spot he at, bro. That's a yeah, beautiful. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm happy, man. OG, I, I, man. I love weddings, man. I love seeing people out yeah, and getting married. Um, it was a beautiful ceremony. I saw yeah. everybody. Everybody That's looked dope. great. And uh, no, nah, man, like um, I, I just love seeing people I know have big uh life achievements like that man uh getting yeah. married having kids you know all that kind of shit Family, uh, man. i i can't wait to get married again man i'm going right to the courthouse <laughs> you, you had a full-fledged wedding your first when you got married yeah i didn't want to though you know my, my, my ex-wife her family planned all that shit um and it went as planned you know i'll just say i'll just say that it was a very uh a very educational uh, how many guests you had I don't remember. It's probably like a hundred and some change, two hundred maybe. Yeah, nah, like I mean, it was sure. friends and family there, things like that. It was a lot of shit going on at the time, and there was some uh, racial connotations uh, that were bothering me with the wedding. I really don't want to get into all that. All right. Actually, fuck it. Time. No, we want to go. No, because there was an issue with her grandfather before. using the N word uh, to refer to black people, and I didn't feel comfortable with him because my ex wife was Caucasian. Oh my god, right. And so my ex-wife was Caucasian. She was white, right? And so um and so her her grandfather was a racist and I didn't feel comfortable with him being at the wedding and they were all insisting that he be at the wedding and mm. at that point I was checked out. You know what I'm Damn. saying? I was from checked the, out from the beginning. Yeah. You know, cuz it's like, yo, you're not respecting my feelings, you know. And and that's when if you're dealing with somebody uh from a different race, they have to be aware of the cultural context and connotations of the actions of their family. You know, because mm -hmm. one thing that you don't understand when you're young is that you're not just marrying that person, you're marrying into that family and now Whatever. that family has access to you and your shit. And so um it's like, yo, if you got racist in the family, I don't wanna go on vacation with them or have them at the wedding it's like if 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 i had um let's say if i had a a family member that was like homophobic right and i had family that's lgbtqai plus minus sign right mm -hmm. um 
them interacting is going to be awkward. Or let's say if if my if my wife's dad is like homophobic and like my brother or sister is gay, and I got it, like I, I'm not going to. His behavior is what's the problem, not them living their life minding right, business. Right. So why would I want him if he's not down with that or he feels a certain way about that? Why do I want him to be there? You know what I'm saying? Or, or why do I want to put my relative in that situation where they know that this person feels a way about them and they have mm. to tolerate his behavior, his racism? You know what I'm saying? And, and mm. that's what, what, what the issue was. But um, at the end of the day, I got divorced. So, you know, congratulations to myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and now because of that. I have crippling depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just one of the reasons why, you know, uh, I see a therapist. You know what I'm saying? But uh, shout out to uh, therapy. You can get that when you have health care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah, I, man. But um, low copay. Yo, oh my God. Uh, speaking of uh, copay, um, I have no segue for that. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to talk mm -hmm. about... Yeah, goddamn. Speaking of copay, a motherfucker that uh, was copaying for the head from his ex-girlfriend, Carrie Ann Stephan, superhead Bill Maher, all right, was on his TV show. I'm not a Bill Maher fan. I'm going to go ahead mm -hmm. and preface this with that. I don't like Bill Maher. Um, mm -hmm. But he was on his show uh, talking with the great, respected, beautiful, intelligent lovely april ryan i love april ryan and they were talking about the Derek chauvin verdict and then the uh officer involved police shooting death of 16 year old micaiah bryant and bill maher was saying that uh Today, it's not the same as it was five years ago, and we're making all this progress because we have one or two convictions uh, when it came to Laquan McDonald and uh, Walter Scott, both of Gene, things like that. But those are like one out of 35. <laughs> like those are like Laquan McDonald. Uh, originally, that one wouldn't get prosecuted until the tape came out. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he was found guilty. Walter Scott was because of the tape, all right? Because some, someone that filmed it, egregious. not because of the cop, all right? Both of them gene was because you kicked in somebody else's door where you didn't fucking live, all right? right? Um, and the same thing with uh, Derek Chauvin. George, yeah, George, uh, Floyd, George Floyd, you know, because someone filmed it. A teenage girl filmed it. Shout out to her. I don't have a name right now, but shout out to you. I goddamn right, saying. Right. Um, and that's Definitely. the thing, man. And so now with uh, with this, he's like, oh, well, it's not the same. And April Ryan is saying, hey, it's very slow. It's too slow. And you're talking about a trend since 2014. Let's go back 402 years ago from slavery, from, slavery, from the slave patrols through Jim Crow, through civil rights, all the way to today. So if you look at this entire timeline, right you got this much where people are actually getting mm -hmm. prosecuted right compared to this much where they're basically mm -hmm. fucking us up and getting off scot-free and right. so you know he you know and then bill maher decided to deflect right and then say oh well if black lives matter then why you know was micaiah bryant uh trying to mm -hmm. stab another girl and that was his quote there was a black girl who was about to stab another black girl black lives matter which one because a lot of people are saying the cop did the wrong thing i'm saying which life and that's what uh you know Ooh. a lot of conservatives were saying well if black lives matter why do black people kill black people and this is something that we've talked about before and with the micaiah bryant situation uh the cops were on the scene for about 10 seconds and i voiced my opinion about it before mm. uh and i'll say it again it's a very tough situation no matter how you look at it um mm. it's a very tough decision making process and i'm not in that situation right so it's yeah. it, and from the vantage point that i see 
it's a tough decision. And then you have people say, well, they could have used a taser. They could have used it, could have used that. There's a million things they could have did. They could have did a leg shot, blase, blase, blah. Cops aren't trained to do that. What we got to understand is that Bill Maher took the Derek Chauvin case. And it, when he realized that he could not, uh, you know, debate or rebut April Ryan's comment with anything logical, he said, hey, I'm going to deflect and then talk about this different situation and say, oh, Black Lives Matter. Why did that happen? And that's where my issue with it is with it. And here's the thing, right? People like Bill Maher. I don't. And and I, Bill Maher dated Carrie and Stephens, Superhead. I got a chick named Superhead. She gave a Superhead. Just moved in. Even gave a Superhead. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jada Kiss, right? Um, and so, yeah, he dated Superhead, bro. And he did that because he was fetishizing the black woman. And that's how I always see Bill Maher, who, who kind of exclusively dated black women in that industry. Mm-hmm. Um so you're just fetishizing black women and black culture. So I have, I, I don't care what you have to say, no matter how it sounds, that's what you do, right? You, you utilize black culture for your desires and your needs. And when it, and when it's time to, you know, get a click or use your dick, that's it. So he, um, making, a, he making a turn. It's like, I mean, he just had Sharon Osbourne on there yeah, and he was like, like trying to back her up. And now he's make, taking this stance, and he's supposed to have been like very progressive. It's, it's like he's trying. He's to, not. He's not. Yeah, it's very not. interesting. Wow. You know, and my thing is, is that, uh, that you know, people did he apologize. He backtrack on that. I don't care what he did, man. He said what he said, and that's what he said. So I, I'm not. I'm not the backtrack and apologize and walk shit back stuff. Like whatever you say is what you say, man. And you make that shit when you said it, man. Just, stay, right. just if you're going wrong, stay wrong. That's something they teach you in the military. If you if you're gonna be wrong, fucking stay wrong, you know. And that's why I like George Bush because that motherfucker was always wrong and he stayed wrong as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So shout out to George Bush, you know. You you can, <laughs> yo. He was like, you can fool me once, you fool me twice. Don't fool me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Hey, reading to kids with an upside down, upside down book during 9-11, man. Shout out to my man, George Bush, man. But, um, yeah, he, he decided to deflect. So, uh, you, you got any comments on uh, Bill Maher and his comments about, you know, ah, Black Lives Matter? I, I usually like Bill Maher, but this is definitely making me um, look at him a little more critically. You know what I'm saying? Just certain shit you should shut the fuck up about. You know what I'm yes. saying? And, like, and a lot of times people just fail to realize that, of course, crime is usually of proximity. Like exactly. I, that, that is true. Crime is about proximity. You commit crimes against people you live around. It's it's, it's not about this black crime, black on black crime, because everybody commit crime against people that look like them because they live around people that look like them. Yeah. Um. And 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 him deflecting like that that is I'm I'm, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that he would do I'm shit not, like that. Because that's his mo, man. He 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 loves doing shit like that. People just don't call him out on it. And for Bill Maher and folks like that, this is what I say to you guys. People love to comment without first having context, all right? And Mm. they want to interject without having the information. And that's something that you will always see from people that are outside uh, Mm. looking in. And that's why you see people always wanting to try to tell black folks, or trying to tell a black parent, well, you need to teach your kids how to comply. And they wouldn't have issues with the officers. Well, you should teach the officers not how to racially profile. How about that? You know? Uh, and it's just things mm-hmm. of that nature, man. And um, I, I don't like Bill Maher, man. Bill Maher, suck my dick. You know, you get the first one of the day. Suck my dick, Bill Maher. Fuck you. I will fuck <laughs> you up in real life. All right? Um, and that's what I got to say about that. We're never going to cross paths, and I'm never going to be on this show, and he's never going to hear this, so it doesn't matter. But um, that's just me, man. And my, my other thing, man, with Bill Maher and people like him is, and you can answer this question, uh, why 
are black people so quick to invite white folks to the cookout based on one thing? Like you, you, you took a picture of Obama or you do a fucking TikTok dance, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or some bullshit, bro. You date a black woman. It's like, oh, well, we invite him to the cookout. We invite him to the cookout. Well, when the fuck were we invited to the country yeah, club? Yeah, man. Uh, tell are, me you that. Say, are you saying that because I posted, uh, what's his name, at the Oscars doing the butt? Glenn Close? Mm -mm. So I saw that. Just say that. Nah. I saw that, right? I saw that. <laughs> and then no, so shout shout out to my shout out to my daughter's mom. We had that conversation before uh I uh came down here because I dropped my daughter off and shit today, coming from the park, chilling and shit like that. But um yeah, like uh we were talking about that. It's like why why are black people so quick to just invite everybody to the cookout? Uh and and I'm like, you're right. And I'm like, we don't ever get invited to the country club, you mm. know, and that's a good question, man. Your That's a great on question. That. Um, well, I, first of all, I never looked at him like someone I invited to the cookout. I just love that he has such a, a, a courageous take on anti-religion. I love mm -hmm. that he has a diverse panel of guests, like conservatives, liberals, and he lets them be them. So I, I, that's yeah. why I kind of gravitate towards him because he has a diverse uh, voice like you know what that's, I'm respectable. And, and he, that's respectable that's respectable he goes back and forth as far as his ideology like i see him give a hard time to to uh, progressives liberals as well as give a hard time to republicans even though he leans more to the liberal side uh I, that's why i kind of gravitate towards him and, and you know he was always like uh, the x i mean like the r-rated version of like what i went to um john stewart for yeah you know what i'm saying it was like it was it's just the whole comedy and, and I, I love, like, you know, those type of conversations. So it never was about him, like, oh, him, you know, identifying with black culture. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I can say that reminded me of black culture, he like, he's very big on weed, I guess. And we love weed. So you we know also love but chicken, that, but just because Colonel Sanders makes yeah, chicken, I'm not inviting him to the cookout. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I never invited him. I never, I never felt like he was one to invite to the cookout. You know what I'm saying? But the way Glenn Close, shout out to one of the most influential movies in black culture history, I was very impressed. What movie was that? School days. Yeah, it was. Oh my God, she was in that. She was young in that. Oh my. Not to my Glenn Close. She wasn't in School Days, but the way she broke it down at the Oscars. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. No, I thought you. Was, I'm. Oh my God, I thought I, I'm thinking of a whole different movie. No, Glenn Close. So first, I saw the clip. She had no rhythm at all. So she. I ain't talking about that. But the way she broke it down, she was like the way she said the DMV, the yeah. way she said the name, the Backyard Boys, and the way she shout out Spike Lee. I thought that was dope. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah. I, but but again, that's why guilt too, though. Yeah, I mean, I got no issues with Glenn Close. I guess this is like her losing another Oscar again. Is what did she win or did she lose again? I don't know. That was more so like Little Rel uh, working the crowd and just happened yeah. to come Cause, upon uh, cause her. Because shout out to Quest Love. Quest Love was DJing. I heard that he did a really good job. I, and I, I fuck with Quest Love. Quest Love the truth. Yeah, he's he's the greatest. Um, and he was DJing, so everything that I heard about the Oscars was about Questlove DJing. That's like the mm. main shit that I heard. And then like people winning like actual awards and shit. Like Jamie Foxx won for Soul. Shot Jamie yep, Foxx. Yep. Um, Van Lathan and them won some tough stuff too. Van Lathan. Van Lathan. They they did like a short like him and a couple mm. other people. Like Van Lathan, the former TMZ guy, he won an Oscar for some like little short that they produced. That's what's up, so man. Shout even, to Van um, Lathan. I think Kevin Durant won one too. Okay, I know you're talking about yeah, yeah, because they said Kevin Durant scored 33 points and then won an Oscar on the same night. Yes, he scored no, 33 no, points yeah. and then won an Oscar the same night. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's dope, man. That's um, shout out to Kevin Durant for winning the Oscar, man. He joins uh, Kobe Bryant doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's incredible, so, man. That's so incredible. Again, but sometimes I wonder is this white flight because honestly, I mean, uh, white um, white guilt for black people because 
the, the story going to all these award shows is about social justice now. Yeah. Like, oh, who's going to say what? Or are they going to do this for the well, black What else people? is there to talk about, man? Like, oh my what else God. Because like, like, if, if, if you're looking at it, right, every time, well, for the past, God, like eight years, maybe it's there's been something, right? And then people Nothing's are using like, like that's the one of the biggest stages to be able to get a message out to people that don't look like you. And then when you have these people that are allies, they're using this time to get their shit off. You know what I'm saying? Make and and elevate the platform of others. Let me say something real quick to people because we were probably like annoyed with me, like the super woke crowd and shit. I'm married to a black woman. <laughs> I have a black daughter. I teach in a black school. I devoted myself to black community all of my professional career. Now, with that being said, I just, I'm tired of us begging for everybody pardon. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. I say, yo, why are we, like, I love what Charlemagne say, like, why are we going places we're tolerating instead of celebrated? And I just, I'm just tired of that approach, like getting mad that we aren't recognized by these people. Then on the other side, saying we need to do this, like yo, I, I really admire what the Jewish community has done in towns like Lakewood. They figured out a way to develop their own enclave within the system. It can mm -hmm. be done. It can be done. It can be, it can done. be done. It takes a lot of sacrificing, selflessness, and unity. And I feel like if black people are tired of this system, they need to operate like that. Maybe they can look at how Farrakhan moved with, his, with the Nation of Islam because they even move like in, in accordance with one another. Or even Jehovah Witnesses. Like it's all yeah. different communities that can move as one and, and focus on the community. And, and I feel have, like that's a Gotta have leadership on. first, man. Gotta have leadership first. Exactly. And I'm gonna say something, probably gonna get killed for it. Uh, if you're a straight black man in America, you're not allowed to be a leader anymore. And if you look at uh, what mm. we're doing with people in America, you see gay black men allowed to be in the forefront and say whatever the fuck they want. Black women are allowed to say whatever. But then uh, when you're trans, allowed to say whatever you want. When you're a black man and you voice your opinion about something, you're automatically homophobic, sexist, yep. misogynoir, patriarchy, you hate black women, things like that. And it's like, yo, fam, I'm a dude. I'm a man, I'm a black man, and I gotta deal with the same amount of shit as you, uh, except I don't have any advocate. I don't have, you know, and it's like, oh, it's, cause it's like, all right, well, you got, men lead, all right? Men lead, and I, I'm gonna look at the camera and say this, men lead, all right? Men fucking lead. Mm. Not saying a woman can't lead, men are put here to be fucking leaders in life and that is why we are designed the way we are physically right physically that is how we are designed where we are to lead all right and so when you you come to a situation now where we got they want black men to uh be reformed be refined now and you're not allowing us to be our own leaders and be our own advocates and speak our mind freely without mm -hmm. fear of being canceled things of that nature it's like all right well we're just going to form our own shit now Right. You know, and we're going to step away from you and stop advocating for you and we're going to do our own thing and have our own fucking pack our own consortium you know and just advocate for our own shit and and you have white men that do that it's called a gop right yeah. so you know my thing is you know we can do Grand the same thing and, and and the thing is that you know black men uh now is not the time to be scared of being canceled and now the time to be scared you know to be scared of uh what society is going to think of you because we already know what they think of you like we already know we're a threat and the and the, the the biggest threat to the country is an educated and confident black man you know mm. an educated Shout and confident black man is the and biggest who's our, threat, who, man. Who, who's our who, who's our hero right now doing this thing 
besides Kevin Samuels? What <laughs> <laughs> you talking about? Kevin Samuels, Kevin shaking, he, he's shaking shit up. Hey, man, that listen, I, I, I'm a fan. You know, he's he, shaking he, shit he converted up. Me. I, he's having tough conversations. He converted bro. me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer, man. I'm a believer. And uh, he's having a lot of conversations. He's not saying anything that is wrong. It may be controversial, may be abrasive, but the truth isn't always an easy pill to swallow. Absolutely. And he's willing to go on other platforms and have this discussion in a civilized manner without being disrespectful, without yep. over-talking people. And that's all you ask for is an exchange of ideas, yep. a, a, a civil discourse, you know, and I can appreciate that. And once I saw that, I'm like, yo, he's good in my book, man, because he's open to ideas. He has, you know, facts and data and all sorts of bullshit, right, to back his ideas up. But the things that he's saying is just basic common sense, you know, if you really think about it. You know, like, like we were talking before we started taping the other day, like, what do men owe and what do black men owe black women, right? When we can't ask a woman to smile or say hi to a woman you know i've opened the door for him before and she looked like i she looked at me like i have fucking herpes like i can get it myself and mm. i'm like well now you will have the door slam on her fucking face <laughs> because i'm like yo i'm trying to be nice and shit i don't know you i don't want nothing from you i was taught manners you know and uh even like calling a woman ma'am they're like, well, I got a name. I don't know your fucking name, so I've been talking <laughs> to you, ma'am. All right, and I don't want to know your name. I got a little pushback but, for that though, because he, he always he always like criticizes people for using anecdotals. Isn't that kind of anecdotal? No, because what it is, what I'm saying is that um, if a woman is getting beat up on the street, right, she wants you to intervene, right? If if a man is is beating his girlfriend by the club or at a bar or whatever like that, they expect you to intervene. But you can't even just talk to a woman, bro. You know, you can't even say hi nowadays without them catching the attitude or something like mm. that. You know, and, and that is particularly with our women. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because I'm going to tell you right now, being around the world as a nice guy, as a polite guy, a well-mannered guy, you say hi to somebody, they say hi to you back. They speak to you back. You can like start a bro, I've been to I've been to a, a bar, a club, library, the beach, everything like that. And when I've and not all, just most. When I approach other women outside the culture, you know, hey, hi, how you doing? How you enjoying yourself? What brings you here? Like small talk, not trying to hit on you, just we're just sitting next to each other. Yeah. You can have a conversation. And then uh, I'm talking to one of my sisters. It's like, I'm not interested. Well, neither was I. You're sitting mm. next to me, though. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I, or we're ordering a drink at the same time, or we're both in a museum. And it's like, I'm willing to, like, I'm a personable guy i'm mm. not trying to hit on you like you're not my type you mm. know what i'm saying you're not six foot one <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you know you're not you're not in the wnba you know candace parker shout you know what i'm saying but um yeah it's just like you know um and you get that a lot man and it's like all right well if you you guys want us to defend you and support you and and back you up and do all this shit, but we can't even talk to you anymore you know what i'm saying we can't even voice our opinion like they can say what they want in a woman but we can't say what we want in a woman without getting some backlash or being labeled uh, anti-black or we mm. hate black women or things like that, you know? It's and, extreme. Yeah, and it's like, yo, fam, like, but it's changing now because we don't have an option. You know Word. what I'm saying? Because we, we, we can see that we're not, what the narrative is, is that, you know, black women are like carrying black men or they're defending <laughs> black men things like that and you can see that that is absolutely not happening right it's happening when it comes to police reform things like that but just in the in the in the social standing of things they're killing us right now you right. know uh, they bro 
earning to my out earning and, and no, no 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 not out earning educating i'm talking about just just in the fact that you can't say shit oh uh, like you can't say a fucking thing without being labeled misogynistic sexist uh you hate black women things like that like you can say like yo yeah, i don't like i don't like plus size women oh well you hate women no i just don't like you don't like your women. mother yeah yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah like when my mom was getting fat i told her to stop eating the fucking pork Trops and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you, what yeah you're right. Sometimes you could just make a comment on your opinion, and motherfuckers would speak like they know you on social media. But they can sit you there and like tear each other down. They can like, say y'all whatever. Got a whole black daughter, black wife. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying? I make her I work out. To a black girls, like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? like yo, what the fuck is you talking about? Yeah. But you know, that's that's the extremes we live in right now. Everybody thought they have to be in extremes, and people just disregard nuance, and people disregard the complexities of all problems. Like nothing has a silver bullet, you know. I'm saying yeah exactly it's complex and, and and you know it's just interesting but he has good conversations and I, I i want him to debate more people like i i i want him to do that and um and just what they have to, and i love how he checked them when they be getting emotional when to yell like mm -hmm. yo nah 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 cut that shit out like this let's just let's go line for line question yeah, for question and, and my thing is I, I don't think that it's that's like the subject of just like relationships that are not in between men and women specifically black men and black women there's nothing up for debate. Like, what do we have to debate? Mm. Like, you don't debate how you want to be treated or how you want to be addressed or what your value is. There's no debate. Like, you say what it is. You say, this is how I'm going to be treated. And the person makes a decision whether to honor that or respect that or not. There's no debate. What it is is that, um, you know, men and women have expectations sometimes expectations are unrealistic uh and then you have one side that has unrealistic expectations and you have another side that's just like so <laughs> you know what i'm saying like fuck the expectations you're not getting any of it now you know and, and that's the thing man but um you know because it's like if if you're a woman and you say hey i want to date a man that makes you know six figures but you don't make that as well well how do you how do you warrant that right because now it's like what do you bring to the table what do you bring to the table and then you have women that say well i am the whole table well guess what there's a difference between a marble table and a fucking picnic table which one are you <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's my thing bro like women love to sit at their table well what kind of table a fucking picnic table or are you a mm. goddamn glass marble table that i'm having thanksgiving dinner on with the fucking mm. set you know what i mean like what kind right. of are you like a little fucking bistro table you know what i mean or are you the fucking table we had the last supper at or when i go to fucking <laughs> when i go to roof chris and i got 12 people there in the, in the, in the, in the group we at the big long table fucking the, the boss table the mafia table right it's a big difference you know and so the quality and control construction of this table is this shit made of solid oak or is it made of fucking particle board like ikea you know like what kind of table is this and then that's just a a, a fucking excuse it's like yo you want a man that uh makes this money and does all this bullshit well what do you do are you ready to be a wife mm. you know and that's something that i learned when i got married right um she wasn't ready to be a wife and then i so i learned through that after getting divorced that every woman i looked at that's the only quality i really looked at is are you ready to be a wife mm. or are you not and if you're not i'm not going to have a relationship with you i'm just going to smash that's it all right so okay. so what, what does that mean though what are you, are you gonna be, to be a, wife? a wife yeah like well what, uh, what, how, how you measure that can you 
assist in running a household and i say that because you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go back uh you know one of my good friends out in hawaii you know he told me that a man should already have his house in order and a woman when you bring her in as a wife she's only there to complement she's not there to complete right so you should already have all your shit in order already be able to take care of yourself and you should be able to support another person before asking them to marry you, mm. right? Or be prepared to do that. So when she comes, she's not there to wash your clothes and do your dishes. You already got that shit in order. She's there to make it a home. That's where her job is, right. to make it a home, provide you with something that you can't provide yourself, which is a family. A man can't make a family on his own. He needs a woman for that. The same way a woman needs a man for that, right? Because when a woman's making this family, the man has to protect provide and also promote you know what i'm saying later on down the road we'll get in that promotion right um and that's the thing and that's what i mean so it's like if you already have the qualities of being a nurturer uh and you're like mentally your mental health game like you you know about yourself everybody has issues but you have to be aware of them and if you're aware of them are you working on them you know mm. can you cook can you clean if you don't are you open to learning things of that nature you know um like the traditional motherly nurturing qualities uh, that comes with womanhood and femininity. That's what I mean. Well, are you ready to be a wife? Because really, if I can do all the shit that a wife does, like domestically, what do I need a wife for? Right? It's the loving aspect. And so are, when I say, are you ready to be a wife? Are you ready to receive the love that a man gives his wife? You know what I'm saying? And also, are you ready to follow? Right, because a wife follows the husband. Mm. And I don't mean like you follow me where I live. The man is the head of the household. You know, so rep so you can make you you could be a woman to make hundred and fifty thousand dollars and I'm at McDonald's making twenty five thousand a year before taxes, I'm still the head of the goddamn household. That's just how it is. Mm. You know, and I'm I'm sorry, mm. it may be misogynistic or the patriarchy, but it's just the and, and, and that's the thing, um, and that's the thing people don't understand when they're talking about um, uh, Kevin Samuels is he says that shit too. Like, it doesn't matter what your income ratio is. The man's going to lead. Hey, we built Point this blank. shit. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and, that, and, that, and that's what I mean when I, when I mean, are you ready to be a wife? Are you ready? And, that's, and that, that kind of comes with the whole submission aspect. But I don't like to say mm. submit because you're not submitting. This, this shit is an agreement. This is us making an agreement that right. I am going to lead this family. But the woman is the navigator. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because she's the conscience. Because I'm busy doing the dirty shit. You know what I'm saying? The, the mm. Lifting the heavy objects, like putting my life on the line, things like that. And she's the conscience. She helps steer this. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I'm, I'm the car. You know what I mean? And she's the wheel, you know, but I'm also the driver as well, you know, so I'm, mm. I'm, you know, or I'm the pilot. She's the co-pilot. She's my navigator. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the time, like I'm going to make decisions based off of logic, you know, and ultimately what benefits the most people, she's going to say, Hey, this is how it actually affects people, you know? Mm. And that's what, that's how women improve men. That's how they make a house, a home. They provide a level of, uh, insight that we don't have, you know, and that's what I mean. And if you don't have those life experiences or that mindset, you said a lot. You said some yeah. deep shit, brother. So if, if you don't have that those life experiences or that mindset to be able to do that for a man, 
then you're not ready to be a wife. And that's what mm. I mean, you know? So it's not like, oh, I'm ready to have kids or blah, 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 blah. No, it's like, are you ready to to do the job that I mm. need you to do because there's a job that you need me to do? Yeah, mm. man. So that's what I mean. And then, so, right, so hey, hey, your thoughts on <laughs> on that, brother? <laughs> hey, hey, I really, I don't, that's, you said a lot. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you gotta be willing definitely to submit and, and understand and, and trust and have faith and, and, and exactly and that I'm gonna do what's best for the family. You know, they don't want to have faith, bro. Yeah, they just they just think that sometimes you going. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate. I got a good wife, man. Fortunate and, and, to and, have you, girl. <laughs> I, think, I think I think a lot of them think that we just gonna be throwing our weight around like that ain't even the case. Like you nah, know what I'm saying? Man. But just understand, whenever I'm serious about what the fuck I'm serious about, you just fall in line. I think what it is that they don't understand that there's a there's a art there's an art form to manhood and masculinity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like like when they talk about somebody is, you know, smooth or they're suave or they're debonair, that's part of being a man and part of being masculine. Like you don't have to be overbearing and and just mm. like you don't have to be it's like I said before, man, like people don't have to know you're the man to know you're the man. You don't got to tell them you're the man for them to know that you're the man. It, it, they can see it in your actions. Word. They can see you're a leader with how you carry yourself and how you make decisions and also how you treat other people and also how you empower <laughs> other people. You know, and, and that's- said something like that. He said, yeah. um, when I was around your wife, I, he said, I like, this is something I ain't paid attention to. He said, I, he said, I love how you, when you talk, like, she, like, you the one to start the conversation. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> she, she adds on. She's never, he said, like, y'all, the way y'all just move, like, she's always, like, respecting your position in the room and in the conversation. And I ain't even do the knowledge to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, man. It's, and I was it's, like, it's an wow. art form, bro. It's an art form and it's, it's a dance. And both people mm. have to be in sync. They have to know the moves. They got to know the, they got to know the damn steps. You can't, like if we're dancing she can't lead bro mm. she can't lead the dance the man has to lead the dance and she follows and that's not right. saying that she's lesser than nothing like that i'm not saying a woman stands behind a man hell no she's at my side you know what i mean and it, this isn't going to the whole uh a woman came a woman you know what came first the womb or you came yeah, from the rib like, and, and they love to go on and ask you like oh well you came from my womb so blah 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 listen ma'am no one fucking cares all right at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day your womb dries up all right my sperm never dry up until i'm until i die you know what i'm saying mm. look look at goddamn all these old mother fucking all these 70 year old dudes with fucking new old babies, you know? babies. you're not shit. seeing women with that shit that aren't going to in vitro all right mm. and there's a reason why men can still make babies at that age because our job is to promote the fucking lineage continuously Mankind. and it's, it's to continue to uh establish and generate the legacy you know the blood is passed through the woman and that's you know shout out to the jewish community because they say the blood is passed through the woman because it is you know but uh men we're the legacy man we create the legacy you know and that's all that is man i ain't trying to get all biblical all, all, all right you know now. relationship shit, but i'm just going hey man listen yeah listen you learn a lot of stuff, man. When you're in a submarine surrounded by, you know, people from all uh, aspects of life, man. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot, man. So, and then you see a lot with, with I've dealt a lot with uh, marriages. And as a leader in the military, you got to deal with people's fucked up marriages. And you, you see what works. You see what doesn't work. You, you, you learn how to raise kids before you ever have one. 
You and learn also, about divorce before you ever get married. Also, <laughs> you know, so. you, you, you're a traveled man, too, so you see different cultures oh and customs. God. So you so see cultures all... and customs. Bro, let me tell you right now, the way that uh, black women talk to black men or, or talk about black men in America is only in America. If you go to the Caribbean, won't happen. You talk to your African brothers and sisters, fuck no. You go to you go overseas, you're revered. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants you. Like you go to Japan, you go to Spain, you go to England. Like when you're a black man from America, they know what you are. And they know what you've been through and they want that. You know? Mm. And uh and then you come back here and you're like <laughs> you're like wow. practice. Y'all talking about practice? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, man. But that, that's just it. Uh, I got I got to get into this Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum, man, a.k.a. Dick Santorum. He's a fucking idiot. Uh, you familiar with Rick Santorum? What is this jackass said about the Native Americans? Yeah, you put me on to it. You yeah, man. Shout out to Rick Santorum. He's on CNN. He, he's, he's, he works for CNN now. He's a former uh, U.S. senator. He claimed that there was nothing here when European colonizers birthed a nation from nothing. Uh, he said this on TV at a, a fucking, you know, some stupid ass conference for people like him. Right. And so he dismissed Native American culture and the slaughter of indigenous people saying we have Native Americans. But candidly, there isn't much Native American culture. In American culture. Now, uh, when you say that, instantly, I want to choose violence. But in this case, I will, like, you know, hit, like, the queen, the queen, the queen mother of all, Michelle Obama, she says, when, when they go low, we go high. So I'm going to choose to go high today for a very, very rare occasion. All right. So we said we came here and we created a blank slate. We birthed a nation from nothing. And this was an hour-long speech at the Young America's Foundation Standing Up for Faith and Freedom, a.k.a. The Hitler Youth, right? And this is in Pennsylvania on 23rd. And he argued that European Christians who settled in the New World built the nation on Judeo-Christian principles. Uh, when I say Judeo-Christian, he means the Mosaic Laws, Ten Commandments, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, and the morals and teachings of Jesus <laughs> Christ. And that's that. what our found. Oh my God! And he said uh, other countries changed and evolved over time, but they didn't. He said there was nothing here. And he says, yes, I mean we have Native Americans, but candidly. There's not much Native American culture in American culture. And I'm going to stop right there because even reading this shit, I'm getting upset. And here's the deal, man. Um, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm going to list off some shit about Native Americans that you probably didn't know. Dick Santorum. Uh, and I'll, I'll title this segment America for Whites. All right. Not regular white people or Caucasians or Americans that understand that Native American culture is prevalent in american society but the white people that don't understand how much of native american influence is on american culture so right now 27 of the states 27 states are named after native american or indigenous names so 26 states have native american names in one state hawaii its name is from its indigenous uh, name so over 50 percent 27 states over half the states have native american names and the amount of cities i think it was like over like 200 cities that had uh, native american names so over half your states are alabama tennessee arizona all these fucking states you know like named after native americans uh almost every Dakota. army 
27 states, my guy. Mm. Half the fucking country. I mean, you stole yeah. the whole country from Native Americans. Absolutely. Over half the country is named after Native Americans. Dick Santorum. Uh, almost every Army aircraft is named after Native Americans. Dick Santorum. Mm. Guess what we launch at our enemies? Tomahawk missiles. Dick Santorum. All right. <laughs> uh, in World War II, the Army's 45th Infantry who was one of the most decorated units in World War II, their old army insignia was, guess what? It was a fucking swastika. And in 1939, they changed it to the Native American Thunderbird because the swastika was used for the Nazis. And they said, hey, we can't go over there and they see us with a swastika. Then with a swastika, it's like Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So they changed it to the Thunderbird. And guess what? They were one of the most decorated units in the Pacific theater, Dick Santorum, all right? Before Native Americans were allowed citizenship, they served in every war this country has had uh, from the, the, the goddamn war for independence, all right? The Revolutionary War, all the way up until the last war we had. Uh, but hey, guess what? Uh, world War One. It was between eight to twelve thousand Native Americans who couldn't get they, they couldn't get citizenship in America, but they fought mm -hmm. for this country. And then in World War Two, it was upwards of twenty four thousand Native Americans who fought for this country, even though this country did everything it could to wipe them from the face of the fucking earth and erase all traces of them, yeah. Dick Santorum. So the next thing, Native Americans are more represented in the military than in mm. the actual U.S. population because the mm. U.S. population is only 1.4% Native American, but in the U.S. military is 1.7% Dick wow. Santorum. The next thing, you had 29 medal of honor winners who were native americans you also had the native american uh, navajo cold talkers in world war ii who were mm -hmm. pivotal to the success yep. of Huge. our cold talking Huge. uh native americans were the first conservationists and ecologists because they did not over farm they did not just hunt for sport they yep. Yep. killed they ate it and they fucking did it in a manner to where it did not deplete the resources dick santorum Yep. We could have learned something from that because we do the opposite of that, right? Um, guess what white folks love? Lacrosse. They love canoeing. They love relay races. They love the tug of war. Guess who created that? Native Americans. Guess what else white folks love? Uh, the Boys and Girl Scouts. Guess who that entire tradition that entire history that entire process is based mm. off of native american traditions oh, and cultures dick santorum uh the basis of the federal government and you can relate to this benjamin franklin said this was based off of the league of nations the iroquois league mm -hmm. of nations that is what All our goddamn tribes. government is based off of dick santorum mm -hmm. you fucking idiot all right and then also I just learned this today. Native Americans invented sign language because they had to invent sign language because that is how tribes that spoke different languages will communicate with each other without mm -hmm. going to war. They invented hand signals. They invented sign language. Dick Santorum. So when you say that Native American uh, culture is not prevalent in American culture, well, you celebrate Thanksgiving. Guess what? Guess you know why? Mm. Because Native Americans saved your motherfucking ass because the pilgrims did not learn. They did not know how to fucking farm you know so all these foods that you like like corn motherfucker you know all that shit domesticated right. by the natives native americans taught you all right so so it wasn't yeezy taught me it was native americans i mean you, i can go on and on and on yeah, about yeah. this but what I, i'll just say this man dick santorum shut the fuck up all right shut the fuck up
Because I'm going to tell you right now, man, um, if I see you in these D.C. streets, because I'm in D.C., <laughs> fam, if I see you in these D.C. streets, if I see you at the fucking Rotunda, I see you at the National Mall, I see you at the Smithsonian, it's fucking on site. You know what I'm saying? It's on site. It's on site. Jokes, 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 it's, jokes. It's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to levy a threat against a former uh, politician. What I will joke. say is that you're a fucking clown, Dick Santorum. And uh, Native American culture is American culture. The problem is, is that you've done such a great job of whitewashing it with your Judeo-Christian really? principles. And then the teachings of Jesus Christ. Motherfucker, y'all had slavery, bro. Y'all had slavery. Y'all had slavery. Y'all, 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 y'all made slavery. Y'all, y'all had slavery, bro. Y'all gave them blankets with fucking smallpox to eradicate them. Y'all broke. It's a great book called Guns, Germs, and Steel. I'm gonna let you go into the other historical aspect of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we all know about you know Jamestown. You know what I mean, and and how the Jamestown colony or settlement was saved by Native Americans, and that leads to the um, you know, Thanksgiving. But throughout history, like they have been a very forgiving people. I mean, you look at all the ways we've done them dirty. I mean, they should the have war. been killed, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like the French Indian War. Like you had the English people trying to take Native lands that was was ran by the French and the natives because they wanted more land. And then, you know what I mean? We wound up going to the war and promising natives that they would have certain land. But then after the war, we just cut a deal with Great Britain and with the uh, Treaty of Paris and just said, fuck all them. And we not, we, we just going to take whatever land we want to get. From the outset of this country, natives have have helped and all whites have done is like just backstab, connive, finesse, and just genocide just 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 killed them and, and, and i'm you know i'm speaking so freely about this because i'm literally teaching my students about this and it's just crazy like you know like just how just white amnesia i like right? that you know what i mean it's just white amnesia. <laughs> yo that's crazy like, because it's, it's oh crazy, my God. man like they've morally like uh like forgetful like they only remember certain things but they don't remember all the things that you did that that was completely opposed to what you stand for as far as the judeo-christian beliefs like get the fuck out of here with that shit yeah. it's the fucking mosaic laws and ten commandments and the teachings of jesus christ and y'all literally had slavery protected in the constitution because you had the fugitive slave clause in the constitution absolutely you didn't grant native americans the same rights that you granted white people because they were savages um there's the, the good documentary that's on hbo right now i think it's called uh kill the brutes it, it goes into mm. a lot of the, just just colonizing in general Everybody keep telling me about that i can't get in I, i'm scared to watch it i mean for me I, I don't i don't like watching things that show like black suffering or the suffering of yeah uh, like, anybody what are you telling I, me I, new that's yeah I, I know like that shit ain't, that's, that's not for me like that's yeah, for y'all to learn yeah. because y'all got motherfucking white amnesia. So y'all gotta relearn what has happened. You know, but yeah. for me, it's, it's like it's like yo, man. Like, I don't need to watch Twelve Years a Slave. I don't need to watch Glory. I don't need to watch any of that. You know what I need to watch is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, like right, I need a new story. Right, right. I need to watch something else, man. Because I, I you know, I, I watch that shit and I get instantly upset because it's like yo, this isn't for me. You know, it's like my dad said. He's like yo, I live this shit. Like, I don't yeah. want to watch it. I lived it, you Live know, it. And, and that's the I thing, man. So, you know, shout out to uh, Dick Santorum. Uh, people, you know, CNN 
he works for CNN and, you know, all these uh, groups are calling for CNN to fire him. Uh, maybe, maybe not, you know, but, yeah, um, maybe, maybe not. yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just a uh, real crazy, man. Crazy situation, man. But that's all I got on that. Um, yeah, I got to go, brother. I got to right, go. We it's good, man, it. because yeah, we've been out for like three hours almost, man. So uh, before we dip out of here, you got anything to say for the people, man? Nah, you know, just so much to say, man. And I just appreciate you having these deep conversations and um and giving me a, a platform to do this man so everybody out there listening man you know don't fall victim to the group think you know what i mean issues are way more nuanced than social media and society like you to think do your own homework man yeah man all i got to say i got two things to say man first off um you know my hair is longer than your girlfriend's man so that's ah, uh, you know trip, check trip. out you know, check 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 out my, my natural hair journey, man. This is all fruits and vegetables, man. Fruits and berries. You know, <laughs> none of that slow glow bullshit. Uh, the other thing, man, every week, bro. Fuck being woke. Should never been sleep, man. Peace.